This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Tours. Here's what the trips include. Airfare for you and your guest. Hotel for two. Tickets to the game. A tailgate. A Cowboys meet and greet. You can win all this, and all you have to do is register. Let me give you a few places you can sign up at. Both locations of Yes We Do Family Hair Salon on North Wrestler and at 12370 Edgemere Boulevard. You can sign up there. Also, Border City Ale House at 1506 North Lee Trevino. Also, sign up and put in an entry form at Taco Avocat on Zaragoza. We've got nine trips total to give away. Find out other places. we got several other places throughout town, so someplace close to you for sure. You can get the full details and rules where to sign up at klaq.com. All right, let's uh, go ahead and set the show up here. We're going to have today's sound clips on the way in just a few minutes. Let's uh, get a preview of what's happening in entertainment news later. Joanna, what do we have in the way of Hollywood news? Warner Brothers is apparently holding secret funeral screenings of its canned $90 million movie Batgirl for casting crews as insiders claim that all copies could be destroyed to claim it as a tax write-off. I Now I'm... Now I'm hooked. I want to see what a what a ninety million dollar movie that they shelve after spending ninety million dollars. It was because done. it's so bad. Yeah, I I want to see what that looks like. Yeah, I kind of do too, right? Right. Yeah. Well, they could destroy all those copies, and so <laughs> some of the casting crew members have been given permission to attend these secretive screenings. Before they destroy all those copies. Something tells me that may be the only way that uh, the Flash movie gets shown to anyone. (laughs) (laughs) With secret screenings? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they spent $90 million on this Batgirl, Mm -hmm. and they just said, it's not not worthy to show anybody. But then they've got this thing going on where Ezra Miller's committing a different crime against humanity every week. And Amber Heard's <laughs> pooping on beds. He's right, and they're not canceling they're that. They're okay with that. That's old school. You don't know what's up with Ezra these days? Um, God, I did hear something oh, recently he's, um, about him. What's the latest? treatment, no. No, he is in treatment for all that stuff, but he's Warner Brothers' boy. They're sticking with him for Flash past just this movie. You oh get a new God. PR rep, and he is out there. They, they said they really like his performance in this uh in this one that they're going to release eventually. Well, the yeah. girl he choked out begs to differ. She's yeah. like, I do not recommend his performances yeah. at all. I really liked uh, Kevin Spacey's performances in a lot of stuff. Yeah, too. me too. <laughs> but now every time I watch it, I, before it starts, you got to go, all right. The, look look past Kevin Spacey, please. <laughs> uh, the, there's some tough ones. Like, I've seen Woody Allen movies since all the stuff happened. And I've really liked some mm-hmm. of them, but then there's part of me is like, Ugh, I know God, I'm, I'm disappointing myself this? for liking yeah. this movie so much. I mean, you should feel the same way if you listen to a Michael Jackson song lately. Well, he did, so. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you don't feel as bad because they're dead? Like, if it like came the out, crimes that they committed while they were alive felt bad, if but, it, yes. you know, when they're dead, the crimes if, don't matter. Yeah, right, because they're, they're not, they're, they're paying their punishment wherever really? that is. Yeah. Okay. So when Woody <laughs> Allen dies, you're going to watch his whole collection. I, I pretty much have watched every Woody Allen movie. But that's you're come saying out when anyway. Woody Allen dies, it's going to be cool to like Woody Allen again. I, I I won't feel as much guilt. <laughs> I don't know. 
Isn't there anybody saying, who stuff? You, no, you have a you hard time have. enjoying the this thing that the person did because they ended up being so awful. Michael Jackson, honestly, it's hard. I mean, he was such a terrible person. There are some of my favorite know, movies from the nineties. So I mean, it's thriller. But are, let's beat it. Hey, there are some of my favorite favorite all time <laughs> movies, and I have to try and get the TV off before <laughs> at the end where it says a Weinstein Company production. Oh man! <laughs> uh, you mean Shakespeare in Love? That's my. That's my least favorite part of Shakespeare in Love is when they say a Weinstein Company production. Uh, all right. Uh, so that's coming up. Entertainment news. Megan McCormick has news headlines. And we've got a we got a news heavy, a news rich environment this morning. A lot of news totally. to talk about. A lot of news. A lot of news. I'm happy. Well, I shouldn't say this, but I will say it. Happy to say we can, we can call him former police chief. Pete Arredondo. He has officially been uh, let go of his post of school police chief effective immediately. That um, happened last night after the board deliberated and unanimously voted for his firing. Uh, It's been three months and one day since the shooting. But I'm sure the families can uh, have a little bit of solace from that. Well, I heard uh, if I can just jump in for a second. I heard some of the coverage and some of the family talking and they were saying, yeah, he needed to go. Pete Arredondo needed to go, and some version of, but he wasn't the only officer in that hallway not doing anything. They, they're they saying Texas Rangers need to answer any local law enforcement or county law enforcement or anybody who was there. Uh, Pete Arredondo's not the not the only guy that needs to face consequences for what he didn't do. Right. Well, I think they should figure out who's in charge before something bad happens again because that, um, you know, Ardande did say he didn't think that he was the point person to be in charge. You know, so I'm, if that I'm was confusing, in, I'm I think I'm not in law enforcement, but I bet we could get a lot of, lot of law enforcement to say, you know, they do a lot to make sure that they know how, how the chain of command is going to go down in an emergency. Right. I mean, yeah. that's one of the things you're expecting. Well, they to. have they have active shooter, shooter training. Uh, every police officer in Texas has been trained to, on how to deal with an active shooter. So, Well, they should know how. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, also, uh, President Joe Biden has officially canceled buckets of student debt. Another topic we've been chatting about this week. I will have Joe Biden on his comments on that. We'll have a few of those in sound clips as well. Also, I was reading an article about people who are Republicans who are angry about student loan, uh, relief, student debt relief, yet they got, they had student loans canceled for them or helped with uh had some federal ones like marjorie taylor green apparently had some federal loans that she had uh help with what do you mean help with did she take out a separate loan to pay off her student loans what does that mean exactly that she got loan forgiveness okay yeah i've also i'm hearing from a lot of people who are on the farther left side of the democratic party who are upset that this doesn't do enough you know so you've got people even in the Democratic Party mm-hmm. that are more to the left than Biden is who think that this was not enough, not that, enough. He, that he ran on canceling all student debt. That's what I've oh, seen from the far left. This is so what it was. Marjorie okay. Taylor Greene's construction company got one hundred eighty thousand dollars in PPP loan. That was the. Oh, OK. Do you remember what PPP loans were yeah, during the pandemic? Right. Right. Pandemic relief. Oh, okay. so when your company wasn't doing good, you asked for some relief. Oh, that she got some kind of. Relief. Relief. Yeah, but we're talking about student. This is essentially relief. Okay. This is essentially a tax break on people who have student loan debt. Oh, really? I thought they owed that money and now they don't owe it anymore. Uh, Tax break. 
Yeah, that doesn't sound like you, the definition you, of a tax break. <laughs> when you owe money because of your taxes, yeah, but, but then your, your tax goes down, you are not you don't have to pay that money anymore. You know what? It was a good attempt to connect yeah. these two things, but I don't think you quite, if you were a trapeze artist, you would have been like, oh, I'm glad. What I'm saying is there. in 2017, in 2017, the Republican Congress passed huge tax cuts for the wealthy. And now those same people at EU are complaining, <laughs> oh, well, we got our taxes reduced at some point, but I don't think people with debt should have to, you wait, know, wait, wait. You don't crippling debt between, should have to pay it back. Between we're going to make your your tax burden a little lighter. No, because I don't say it goes back in the economy. No, I don't think it goes back in the economy. You don't have to pay off this loan. No, I don't see it as an economic okay. incentive. Well, Nico, what are you bringing to the show today? I'm sure. Oh, you're actually going to remind. I didn't even pick anything because I was just going to be like, oh, he's going to forget again. Nope. I never forget. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> never forget. You too. It's too early to start this. <laughs> <laughs> I got a good night's sleep. That's why. <laughs> Nico's refreshed. You're the only one. Seriously. Yeah, you sure are. <laughs> Did you see the new golfer? Uh, they're calling Snappy Gilmore. Oh my God. No, but I can't you're believe you're bringing golf? golf up. I know. That's well, aggressive. Uh, he is a first-time golfer and uncomfortable with his grip. He changes it and literally uses it one-handed. One-handed? Yeah, pull it up. But are you looking for it? Oh, my God. Okay, this isn't a beginner <laughs> golfer. This is a trick shot dude. Yeah. This guy goes and puts on <laughs> demonstrations. So to say, this this guy, if he used two hands, would absolutely murder this ball. He's doing trick shots. Yeah, that's amazing. You see, you can no, see. No, he's not a golfer. He is not a golfer. He, he says he's not a golfer. He just does this for uh, content. Oh, I guess now he is a golfer. Trust me, he, th- th- this guy can play. <laughs> yeah, so he's, he's been playing he, for a year. That's he, it's, it. It's like he twirls it around and then he gets it going. Well, anyway, that is really impressive. <laughs> love him. Calling him Why Snappy Gilmore because he dresses real snappy. Gilmore. Yeah. I would think because he gets such. Oh man, that ball's got a nice, easy draw on it, which is. No, 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 no. This guy's a good golfer. I think this is. I think the part of it that's BS is that he's only been playing for a year. No, this guy's got some skills. Uh, all right, we have a lot of ground <laughs> that we're going to cover today. Hope you like that. His swing looked like a backgammon or something. Not yeah, backgammon. but not yeah, backgammon. What's that sport where you just the English, the English sport where you hit the ball like that, like he was doing? What? What? What is cricket? It? Cricket. Cricket. <laughs> that's what it was. Not backgammon. That's a board Back- game. <laughs> it's such a rough morning for Megan. Yeah. Time for our late night roundup. How many of you do with Omar um, Carmona? He was talking about she's just understaffed. There's just not yeah, enough. That, that is definitely a there's problem. There's just not enough well, staff. You've had a lot of walk-offs. I mean, why are you having she, staff attorneys coming in on a Saturday to w- look at backlog cases? Well, beca- well, because she doesn't exactly. She doesn't have the staff. Also, at the beginning of her administration, she made everybody resubmit, resubmit, and fired about twenty-five percent, and mm-hmm. then up twenty-five more have quit or have been fired since then. So you're working at a, with a district attorney's office that is at half capacity, that is letting cases go by the day, and with no response. I mean, I think as a, as oh, a yeah, public, it's been it's been pretty much a blackout as far as, as any kind of, and she ran on a transparency process. Right. I'm going to yeah, be much yeah. more transparent than the than the last administration. I mean, I think we deserve it 
as a city, as the citizens who put our faith in this person to administer the laws, where is her? But, you know, you hear about, oh, they you just let all these people go who some of them are committed, uh, are accused of committing serious crimes like assault, aggravated battery and aggravated robbery and murder like got that. off last year. Yeah. Well, the, I don't think them see murder. I don't think they'd let a case like that walk out the door. But attempted murder is mm-hmm. definitely uh, a class. Wait, did the guy that killed the 61 year old? He no, he didn't get he didn't get off in this most Federal, recent yeah. round. This was a few months ago. No, but that's also it, that was, that should have been a sign. I mean, that was under her office. That was her administration. And the prosecutor, who was the one that was accused of prosecutorial vindictiveness, guess what he's doing now? He's the point of contact for the Walmart trial. Yeah, he's the district attorney's point of con. He should have been fired for the prosecutorial misconduct. Um. But everybody, you know, you hear about these people and it's like, oh, they're walking free. Imagine somebody who who is innocent because there are some of those in there oh, who's set in, in jail for 200 days. All they want to do is get in front of a judge so they can get back to their lives and get back to their work if they're innocent. Mm-hmm. Those people, uh, you know, basically were incarcerated for uh, at least 180 days, mm-hmm. some of them more. Like there was one case in there, the guy had been there, I think they said 700 days. Oh my God! Two years. So, so keep in mind, these people had not yet been indicted on anything. They were facing charges, but you got to be ticked off if you're just sitting there, sitting there and yeah. nothing's moving forward. So. I'm innocent. Yeah, yesterday, in her statement, she said that this petition is trying to overturn the will of the people. That she was elected by the people, and right. that the people want her. Well, let's have a recall this- election. Then I don't even know if there's a procedure in place for this. But this is administrative. the The filing uh, to remove the district attorney would not involve the public going and voting, like when they it recall. Would imp- it would involve a jury trial. Jury trial. Not the public, because I, I think when a lot of people hear recall, you think of California. They recall the governor and Arnold Schwarzenegger got elected. Right. Do you remember? Yes. It's that, not like that's that. That's not how this would work, and I don't know. Uh, it sounds like the kind of thing, though, um, yeah, she was voted in by the popular vote. Where are her supporters? I want if she was voted in and, and she's saying that we're uh, some people are trying to overturn the will of the people. Let's hear where her supporters are then. Let's hear the people that supposedly she says that want want her to stay there. Well, it's hard with the lack of transparency too, yeah. to even make that judgment. And I think that's why I honestly I think it's so much worse for her that she isn't kind of, you know coming out. And yeah, making her look real bad. It's kind of putting people. It's putting her supporters in a situation to kind of not be able to support her because they they don't know. I mean, we don't. No, nobody understands. I mean, we see you blaming, you, but we don't it, know why. It definitely doesn't seem like you have equal number of defenders of District Attorney Rosales. I haven't it seems seen like so far. A, yeah, right. It's almost everybody who works in the legal community, either as a defender or as a judge or people who are retired. Mm-hmm. I hear a lot of people who have no confidence in the District Attorney. But it's not like even uh, you know a situation where you've got her staunch supporters. I'm, I don't hear from those people. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about President Biden. He announced his plan to offer ten thousand to twenty thousand dollars, twenty five thousand. Oh wow! In college loan debt relief to the middle class. That's those making less than one hundred twenty five thousand a year. I guess if you make one hundred twenty six thousand a year, you got to pay off your student loan. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people love it. Some people hate it. You've even got some people on the left who say it doesn't go far enough. And the White House says it will provide a boost. To 43 million 
everyday Americans. So here are some things to know. For starters, the moratorium on federal college loan payments has been extended through the end of this year, end of 2022. But after that, payments will resume for the first time since the pandemic started. That moratorium was because of the pandemic. Uh, student loan forgiveness only applies to people who need it the most. If you earn less than 125000 a year or a married couple, if you earn less than $250,000 a year. I don't know, man. When I got out of college, $125,000, I thought that was, you know, you were really rich if you were making one hundred twenty-five dollars That's how much, co- that's how much college costs now. Um, on average. Borrow- borrowers who went to schools and universities on Pell Grants will see their debt cut by $20,000. Oh, wow. Pell Grants are typically given to uh, students who have exceptional financial needs, so people who come from mm-hmm. low-income backgrounds. All others under the $125,000 limit who have federal student loan debt will receive 10000 in forgiveness. I guess if you're staring down the barrel of a $125,000 loan and they say, eh, you know what, you only have to do 115000 of it. That helps a little. I guess it does. You miss a few payments. I would think the interest is going to nudge you right back up the there interest, to where you were before. Yeah, the interest is so high on some of them that um, you end up paying like double what you're. All right. The cost of college. Oh, my God. Did you see that, Buzz? The co- Since you went to college in 1980. I didn't go to college in 1980. <laughs> the cost of college has tripled, though, since 1980. Oh, I believe that. For cost sure. of yeah. cost of a lot of things have tripled since 1980. I think my mom paid like eighteen thousand dollars to go to University of Florida. I, I don't think it's normal for it to to the increase like that, though. And especially on something, about, uh, yeah, especially on something like that is supposed to be an investment, something that's really supposed to help you later on. It's not. It's not. You know, a luxury item. It's not. It's not like a sports car. Uh, so some con- conservative critics say that that this is socialism. And some liberal critics say that it's not enough and that Biden should just cancel all student debt. Uh, in one poll, 57% of people support Biden's plan to cancel student loan debt. 37% say they strongly support it. 33%, and this is both parties, Democrats, Republicans, right. 33% of people say they oppose the plan. 24% say they strongly oppose it so it would look like there are more people who support it Mm -hmm. than are opposed to it also there's an accusation from uh, republicans and people on the right who say that this is obviously an attempt to buy votes with the midterm elections coming up in 70 something odd days I, i will say it was part of his platform and so joe biden had been talking about either free community college for people across the country or something like student loan forgiveness for a long time um for the record, the White House has dodged uh, questions on who will pay for the student loan relief. Biden gave a speech to discuss the plan, and afterwards he was asked if this relief was fair to those who didn't take loans or did take loans but paid them off. And his answer was basically, eh, <laughs> life isn't fair. The president said, is it fair to people who do not own million-dollar businesses if they see one of those guys getting all the tax breaks, is that fair? 
They didn't pay off their I, own multi-million dollar business, though. You know what? I completely agree, though. <laughs> Can you really call this socialism if you agree with the PPP loans, if you agree with the bailout of the banks during the 2008 financial crisis, if you believe in farm uh, farm subsidies and agriculture subsidies to uh, force farmers to keep make, uh, growing the same crops. For, for, for the record, some of the stuff you've mentioned I do agree with and some, some of the stuff you I don't agree with. <laughs> okay, but that, that's a form of that's, – that's socialism. Say, just say it. It is socialism for the government to give a private industry money and support it or prop it up. Uh, again, I will remind people who like to split it up. It's either socialism or capitalism. We are very, we are what's called a mixed economy. Right. We have elements of, of both, both of those things. Exactly. That's the truth. Let's find out what else was said yesterday when the uh, president made this announcement. Yeah. Hi, folks. Uh, thanks for coming. <laughs> and I, your your president, Joe Biden, want to announce that I'll be forgiving student loan debt. Mr. President, how is this going to work? Well, I'm glad you asked, dear. So he, here's the deal. If you have a hundred thousand dollars worth of loans, but but you but you make um make less than one hundred twenty thousand a year, uh, no wait. If you make uh, it's what uh, uh, oh hell, I'm gonna cancel ten thousand dollars worth of student loan debt. But but then you'll owe um hmm, you, you, you carry the one minus the um. You don't know how this is gonna work, do you? Of course I do. See, see there's money. There's money. Well, you, you need the money, right? But but you don't have it. That that's where I come in. Uh, carry the one. Uh, okay. You know what? L- l- let me start over. Y- you know what school is, right? Uh, school. See, I-, I tell you what, I'm going to gather my thoughts and-, and an ice cream, and we'll be b- back with more info. No, no-, no more questions. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo. The corner of Dyer and Monroe, they're just moments away from Fort Bliss. You can find them on social media or at PumpingInkTattoo.com. That's PumpingInkTattoo.com. Today looks like we could actually uh, get a break from the rain. A lot of cloud cover I'm noticing outside, but the uh, chance of rain is, is negligible. That means it's going to be humid, though, doesn't it? Could be 88 for the high temperature. Are your kitties still poofy, Joanna? Yes. Got some neckline calls that I want to get to coming up in just a few minutes, and I'll remind you what that number is to leave a message for the morning show coming up. Congratulations, Nick Cannon. He's got a ninth kid on the way. Oh, my gosh. A ninth child. Thank God he can provide for all of them. Get Hopefully. a vasectomy. I mean, nine Yeah, kids? he's got to get he's got to get snapped, right? Unless it's court ordered. No. <laughs> um, his third. This is going to be his third with a model named Brittany Bell. Ooh. They already have a five-year-old son named Golden Sagon, and a nineteen-month-old daughter named Powerful Queen. Oh man, you took my name for real name. <laughs> Do you want to hear the Nick Cannon baby roundup? Yeah, let's hear it. He has 11-year-old twins, Moroccan and Monroe, with Mariah Carey. Now, that's the ATN there, okay? Right. (laughs) (laughs) The 5-year-old, the 19-month-old with Brittany Bell, 
who has bun in the oven. He has a newborn son named Legendary Love, oh. model Bree Tyesi. That means the child's name is Legendary Love Cannon. (laughs) (laughs) He's also got 13-month-old twins Zion and Zillian with a woman named Abby De La Rosa. She is also expecting another one of his kids. Do they know about each other? The women do they? They have to, right? If I know about it, they've got to know about it. Trying to get their kids to have a sibling that is Mariah Carey's son or daughter. That's why all these kids are popping up. Don't you think the girls want to have more kids? They have more siblings for Mariah's siblings. uh, Mariah's kids. I have no idea why any of these women would want to be in this situation. <laughs> Preseason Thursday night football is what? It's going to be on Amazon? Am I seeing that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, ex- yeah, exclusively on Prime yeah. Video. People H- are going to be annoyed by that. The Houston Texans host the San Francisco 49ers. Why, why do you think? Oh, because it'll be like, I don't have Amazon. I want to watch football. Yeah, I mean, I guess the Amazon Prime app, maybe it's free. For, maybe it's, it's free even if you don't have Prime. I actually don't know that. But I know that the, the Apple TV has a bunch of baseball games. Amazon is getting a bunch I of mean, games. All these, all these streaming services are starting to jump on the sports It's the game. Texans of the 49ers, so I'm sure nobody will be that And upset. preseason. <laughs> no, but I think they're doing it throughout the season uh, on oh. Amazon, yeah. And, and it is preseason football It's preseason, still. yeah. Series premiere of Little Demon on FXX, an animated series about the child of Satan trying to live a normal life. The father is played by Danny DeVito as Satan. His daughter is played by Satan Spawn is played by Danny DeVito's own daughter, Lucy DeVito. Aww. I wonder if she, you know, because Danny DeVito's like four foot tall and Rhea Perlman's like four foot tall. I wonder if their daughter is... Like, what if she's like six and a half? Oh yeah, she, she's tiny. No, she is. Um, I don't know if anybody's seen her. She, she's a pretty good, uh, prominent actress. The series premiere of Mike on Hulu. This is the one that Mike Tyson is saying that they ripped off his life story. And I thought, oh well, is it about somebody who's not Mike Tyson? No, apparently it's an eight, ep- eight episode limited series about the life of Mike Tyson, <laughs> starring Trevante Rhodes. And he said they ripped, ripped him off. Right. He was saying they ripped <laughs> off his life story. That's funny. On Paramount Plus, there's the third season premiere of Star Trek Lower Decks. And Disney Plus has the second episode of She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Um, Vanessa Bryant won $16 million for emotional distress caused by deputies and firefighters who shared photos of the bodies of Kobe Bryant and their daughter Gigi after they died in that helicopter crash. I don't know if that's fair, but $16 million, I mean, somebody, it, it was very unprofessional. Oh, yeah. I mean. I, I mean, they the, the, they were trying to make the case that, yeah, sometimes uh, first responders and emergency personnel, uh, especially if it's a suspected crime scene, have got to document the thing and it's like okay even if I, i'm willing to let's say i'm willing to believe that you don't show them around at a party you don't show them to bartenders at right. the bar you don't show them to chicks you're trying to pick up on which is what they found out that's how they some of these guys got, are doing. yeah they had the whistle blown on them well you, did you hear how that happened yeah the, 
girlfriend or what was it? They were showing the photos and they showed it. To a nurse or something? No, it was one of the another fireman's girlfriend who, who, was who had a relative who mm-hmm. was also on that plane, not Toby, because there were like a seven, I think, seven yeah. people total on that. So she had a relative, so she came forward and was like, "Yeah, they were just showing it to girls trying to impress them with these pictures of Kobe." Uh, that's sick. Also, I mean, Vanessa, if you've ever been to L.A., you know how Kobe Bryant is beloved even before his death. And and Vanessa is equally, if not more, beloved now. So, of course, I, they were going to take a stand. You know, L.A. County was going to side with Vanessa on this one. Not surprising to me at all. You ready for neckline calls? <laughs> Toll-free neckline number where you can call and leave a message for us 24 hours a day is 844-805-NECK. That's 844-805-6322. 5. Leave a message for us or call us directly in the studio. Let me give you that number real quick. That's 915-910-4995. 910-4995. All right. I'm just trying to decide what order I should go in with these. Hey, just caught the podcast from Monday, and I'm hearing that you guys are talking about the uh, some Bluffing incident in the show. Bluffing being a uh, some kind of fart, and as far as Aussies is concerned, um, <laughs> I wanted to ask if you guys also know what bluffing is in the porn industry. <laughs> you have to Urban Dictionary and do it. <laughs> Urban Dictionary time. Uh, okay, so look, let me explain because there are some people who, who who don't know the context. Of the this. context. Yeah. There's an Australian cartoon that has an entire episode where the daughter's accusing the the dad, and I think they're I don't know blue dogs healers. Yeah, they're they're a dog family cartoons, mm-hmm. and the whole episode is her accusing the dog the dad of fluffing right in her face. So I guess in Australia they call farting. Fluffing. Wait, what? What show is this? Bluey. 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 Is it Bluey? Yeah, oh, Bluey. I watched Bluey. And it was nice. controversial. Oh, so it's because not an Australian TV show. It's like played here. Yeah. yeah, but the voices are Australian. Bluey. So you're saying it, it's not a? It's not made in Australia? I, no, I think you're thinking of Peppa, Peppa. Pig. No, Peppa's, Peppa's not a. Is Peppa English? Right? I think she's English. Yeah. Right? yeah, I want to venture. It's not made it, in Australia. Anyway, otherwise. the Wiggles are from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, okay, let me straighten my head out here. So, Farting, fluffing, yeah. and they were airing it on what, like Disney, Disney Plus? Yeah. Disney, Disney Plus. Uh, and yeah, some the of the parents Disney are ones. upset, and a lot of people are like, "Calm down, Deadpool and Deadpool Two are on there." <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what fluffing means in relation to the adult film industry, Joanna? Um, isn't it like the person who kind of? Gets you turned on before and during and during, so that between. you can stay supposedly. And I in think motivation. They've said that this isn't true. That they have girls who aren't good looking enough to be the girls on screen, but they will keep the male talent aroused. <laughs> and I don't. Right. Know, I think I've heard that's an urban legend. <gasps> really? Those are fluffers. All I know about fluffers is from New Girl. So New Girl had something about fluffers. Yes. Yeah. Had no idea. Hey guys, uh, just thought I mentioned. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but uh, the Dur- Daria Dubina, um, that uh, funeral casket photo. I don't know if you guys seen it, but she has no scars, no blast marks, no uh, burn marks at all. So 
Uh, I think they're questioning if she wasn't that bombing in that car, if it was legit or if she passed away from somewhere else. Thought you guys uh, might look into it. Okay, is he talking about the daughter of this Russian dude that... Well, I read that he has been very critical of Putin recently. Yeah, so Have he, you heard that? That's some of the new reporting. So, Well, the, I, I had read even before that he may not necessarily be a part of the inner circle still. Uh, a lot yeah. of people were looking at Putin's moves and being like, well, Putin's doing the kind of stuff that he's been suggesting for years, but... Uh, he's been on the outs with the Kremlin for a little bit, they've said. Now, anything about her casket photo that it doesn't look like she had enough damage done from... I, this is the first I'm hearing of that. Mm -hmm. I certainly haven't seen the pictures. I would say it's pretty amazing what a skilled mortician can do. I mean, just look what Bonasera did for Sonny after he got shot up at the <laughs> causeway, right? Bonasera. After they massacred his boy. <laughs> Was that a godfather? Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> All right, got it. <laughs> also, weren't they saying, like, he was the target? Kind of like... Alexander Dugin. Yep. Her godfather. name's Daria Dugina. Her dad's name is Alexander Dugin, who is a uh, political scientist, and he's also been called Putin's brain. And it seems like a lot of foreign policy in Russia these days. Yeah, but there was some that was making it seem like this guy's had enough of falling out with Putin. It seemed to be almost suggesting... That Putin could have been behind. It was a car bomb, but it was the father's car, not the daughter's. And she's not... I don't want to say she's... Go so far as to say she's not innocent. But she's also a very... Prominent. Prominent... Russian propagandist on right. television. She's considered just a, a... I guess you would say TV newscaster or political commentator. TV pundit. Um, uh, yeah, her, her she looks really good for for having been in a car bomb. I would say, yeah, they can they can do some pretty amazing things, you know, to get a body ready. So the fact that they're going to have an open that casket, it, it wasn't the real person that was, or that she died somehow, l some other uh, way, and the car bomb. This the again the first I'm hearing about any of this. I just feel like. If that were the case, maybe they would have kept the casket closed. Right. If, right, if, they, if, if it was to... a cover-up, just say, oh, she's so messed up, we have to have a close. I mean, yeah, that's mm -hmm. only, why would they have an open casket that's, that's funeral if they were trying? That's that. a good yeah. point. I like that. What's up, Mo Show? It's ODG. The reason they want to investigate Fauci is because they know he did uh, that, uh, what is it? Uh, Gain of that, function. That whatever he created, he made the virus more strong. <laughs> Hold on a second. This is frequent caller, okie dokie guy. And he, people forget his main shtick when he first came on was that he hated Fauci. I kind of forgot Fauci that right. too. Super hated him. That's why they want to investigate him. That's why. We won. We won because we made Fauci quit. Yeah. Uh, he's at the age of 81. <laughs> right. That's like 16 years past retirement. But congratulations. So, That's good, good job. Yeah, good win there. You made him quit. Yeah, you made him so sad and tired that he had to quit. This dedicated scientist who's devoted his life to curing disease and keeping people safe. you have That's really something to be proud of. You've harassed and harangued him until he quit. 
because he was going to be investigated. Did you ever watch V for Vendetta? <laughs> v for Vendetta. V was a good guy because he was fighting the guys who created the virus, and that's Fauci. Oh my God! Was I can't there a believe virus just... in V. Was that part of the plot? Yes, yes, it was. I thought part. it was a bomb. No, like was... in the Tower of London or in the well, I mean, Big that... Banners. Well, that's that's a big plot point too. You got Guy Fox. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, spoilers. Can't believe I got called out for doing a House of Dragon spoiler already. That's Fauci. He created the virus. He made it more strong. Oh my God. Uh, okay. There, do we have to address? That? I mean. Yeah, I guess he so. made it more strong. Then why were they all saying, "No, it's not real"? <laughs> right. It's I mean, address it. Sure. Uh, no, Doctor Anthony Fauci did not create the coronavirus, and no, he did not make it stronger. As the director of the National Institute of Infectious Disease and as part of the National Institute of Institute of Health. He was responsible for approving grants and monies to different kinds of research. All over the world. All over the world. All over the world. Because diseases pop up all, all over, over the, world. the world. And it's a huge government agency that has all kinds of requests. And one of those agencies or one of those places that, that did receive uh, funding was the Wuhan Institute of Virology in Wuhan, China. Now, I don't know... I, I'm not going to, it's too, this is too much to get into about gain of function and what they were doing exactly. We're studying like how this, how, how a virus could become dangerous. Right. And, you know, let, let's tweak it this way, let's tweak it that way. I guess there's some suggest. I don't know. I'm I not even never sure. get straight. Are they suggesting that that's they what intentionally happened? let it out or it accidentally got out? But I thought they were leaning a lot more toward the wet market theory. Yes, I think they still are, but there's still questions about it for sure. But uh, no, Anthony Fauci did not personally... <laughs> or even coincidentally make the coronavirus. Viruses I, mutate, and they, I mean, that's a thing. They so do. They, but it, the, there's this whole inner circle of conservative talking points where they really focus on this gain of function. First of all, I'm not even sure if that's what actually went went down in Wuhan, China, if gain of function research was the a top priority for Rand Paul was on Fox last night, and he was talking about how he's really going to nail Fauci's hide to the wall and how he's against science, and he goes against science, and I'm like... Dude, you're you're an eye doctor. Yeah, you're an ophthalmologist. <laughs> you're an ophthalmologist, Rand. I mean, at least your dad was a real doctor. Why don't y'all say that? Say what? That a lie that we think Doctor Fauci created, right? The coronavirus. That's crazy. That would be crazy talk, ODG. Yeah, he created it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I can't think of his name right now. Who? <laughs> Uh, I'll call back. Okay, but yeah, we won. We made him quit. Yeah. Yeah. All we had to do was take horse dewormer and Clorox and bleach. Put insecticide in our lungs, but we got him. And it's it's as if people forgot that, like, he kind of helped make the vaccine possible. <laughs> he kind of helped the reason there were there were thousands, tens of yes, thousands yes. of people around uh, absolutely. the world working but to what make I'm saying this is, happen. But he definitely was kind of like our shepherd, our Moses. People are <laughs> people are probably seeing not as many deaths happen today and going. What was the big deal? Oh, yeah, and that was one of Rand Paul's things yesterday. Was Fauci said if you get the vaccine, you won't catch COVID. That was a lie. Okay, how about this? If you if you get the vaccine, you catch COVID. There's a much less chance that you're going to end up dying in a hospital on a respirator. Yeah, that wasn't the case a few, a few months the in. Vaccine. The, a few months in, right? That's right. 
Fauci quit because we won. Okay, okay. Oh, God. Celebrate your victory, okay, man. So, Celebrate. Yeah. Small victory. I kind of understand now what the people in the fan chats are saying when they say, why do you play Okie Doki guy? He, like, annoys a lot of people in the fan chat. Well, he well, kind he of kinda pivoted. Off, yeah. He pivoted from this anti-Fauci stuff. Then he got into anti-Joanna and Nico for not putting up the podcast <laughs> in time. Mm-hmm. And even that's kind of right. And it like, course, has now circled back. Full oh, there's a whole here. call here where he's pointing out that Nico didn't post the poofy kitty uh, buzz on demand until Joanna, yeah, I, I, did. I renamed it and then I thought I had published it, but it was still on draft, I guess, yesterday when I looked, when I was trying to re- I don't even care. You don't don't even start. You don't, don't, don't repeat. No, I don't even. I don't, I don't even. I, no, don't even start because you don't know. <laughs> you don't even know what it goes into it. After buzz don't, twice a week, we owe you a buzz on demand just every day. Go 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 go. On. <laughs> Let's take a break. We're going to come back. If you want to give us a call, the telephone number is nine one five nine one zero four nine nine five nine one five nine one zero four nine. Nine five and more of the Buzz Adams Morning Shows on the way right after this. KLQL Passion. I've got some more neckline calls. Remember, you can leave us a message whenever the mood strikes you, twenty four hours a day, by calling the toll free neckline. That number is eight four four eight zero five neck. 844-805-6325. Give us a call here in the studio at 915-910-4995. That's in El Paso, the area code 915-910-4995. All right, let's get back and uh, find out what else people have called us about in the past uh, 24 hours or so. Good morning, Q crew. Buzz, how can you wad up your toilet paper? You know, it's it, there's a lot of nooks and crannies coming. Out, you know, when you, when you cramp it up like that, you know, and fingers might get through, and you don't want to go where those fingers are. You know, when you, well, you don't want those fingers to go where you know, I know where that's at. But you know, that's why you fold the toilet paper. That way, you know, your fingers are behind that. You know, nice little type of little square that you you know, like a little shield behind your fingers. You know. So the way I see it, it's better you fold it up, nice and neat, not crumbled up. I think crumbled up is more like uh, it's like the lazy way. Yes, so you exactly. Fold it up nice that's and exactly the way. You know, kind of like, uh, no, classy way. You know, that's the way I see it. Wait, folding it's classy and crumpling it up is yeah. just lazy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. Just wanted to share that with you. Thank you. Don't disagree. Yeah. <laughs> I'm lazy. Didn't you say you were water though? Me? Yeah. That's why I just said I'm oh. lazy. Okay. Yes. Not at work, though. Only when I get home from work. Here, I'm on my game, right? right. I don't know <laughs> what you're picturing, but your fingers with a wad... You're aggressively are... wiping if they're going through... <laughs> right. <laughs> through the toilet they paper. Don't, they don't just go through the toilet paper. Especially not a wad. Maybe a square. You know, I'm not criticizing you for doing it the folded way. So leave us alone. Leave us alone. <laughs> Well, it turns out more people seem to do the folded way. So they say. Is there proof? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what bathroom studies have been done. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? It's Tobias. You know what? I was calling you with regards to the, uh, you know, to the loan being forgiven for, uh, you know, for college uh, students. 
it's not that we got our college and now our loan was forgiven and it's free and we never had to pay our college. I mean, that's that's not true at all. I mean, at least in my case, in my wife's case, uh, we've been paying on our on our student loan. The actual, uh, you know, the, the way that they've structured it is what makes it so crazy. Mm-hmm. We paid on it since 2003. And with the way it's structured, the interest, I've paid it twice already. Right. The actual the actual amount of money that I borrowed for college. I've paid it twice because of the way it's structured with, with, with the uh, interest and, and all that. That was the biggest concern that they had was that they did not want the loans to be um, profitable. In other words, they didn't want to make so much money off these loans to help out students like me that didn't have any other opportunities like some other people did. Um, but as far as paying my debt back, I've paid it twice full. So these guys are making money on me, which of course I had no choice at the time. I'm not complaining, but they're helping people like us who have already paid back our debt, basically. So yeah, not a joke. Uh, hold on a second, though. If you take a loan out on anything, if you take a loan out on a house, you're going to end up paying. Let's say you take a loan out on a three hundred thousand dollar home. You're going to end up paying, especially if you got it on a thirty year fixed rate mortgage. Yeah, you're going to pay. M- Maybe three times <laughs> that amount because early on, like the first Wait. decade or so, you're only paying interest. Mm-hmm. Wait, That's, if you yeah. buy a three hundred thousand dollar house, you could eventually be paying six hundred thousand, nine hundred thousand. Yeah, why? But he, but he, because you've interest, because yeah. you've got to pay the interest, so and before you start lead. paying down the interest, you don't even make a dent in the what's called the principal. You. You, yeah. don't, you don't know about Buy this? a house. It's fun. Yeah, it's a listen, fun experience. I've never had enough loan. No, never had enough money to do this kind of thing. The same thing with any anything else you take a loan. You're usually not locked into that. You could save extra and pay, and you can even on your bill say, this is, in addition, I want this to go to the principal, not the interest. Right. So you can write and say on the on your payment, set aside 100 a month to go toward the principal. Mm-hmm. And I would assume you could do the same thing on a student loan. You could pay it off early. You could save up money. You could cut back on some things. Maybe not take the dream vacation you wanted. Maybe your starter house isn't quite as spacious or in the nicest neighborhood that you wanted it to be in. But there are a lot of things you can also do to control your own debt. You don't have to stay on that schedule where it has you paying Many times the amount that you well, borrow. But let me uh, let me say this, just because I know my sister-in-law um, with her loans, it, it is crazy. And again, this is different with every loan in every school. But the interest, it's almost not worth it. At least for her, in her situation, it's not worth it for her to pay anything but the minimum. Because just like he said, you're going to keep paying the interest over and over and over again. I think it would have been... Why, why are we not just taking interest off of student loans? Why is that a profitable loan? For somebody going to college, I, I don't. Well, somebody's got to like, be in the business. Okay, though. I know there's the a bank, co- I there's know, a cost of money. When I, somebody I loans that. you money, yeah. it, the different the thing that makes it not a gift is that you pay. The interest totally. is the price no, you I pay it. for the loan. Listen, I paid. Listen, I paid. So you you really can't relate to any of these calls, but, can you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sure. I so can. all these people that are like, oh, you know, this this ten thousand would really uh, help. And no, my first home, I I can remember like, oh my god, I, every month, and I'm just paying off. Say my monthly payment was, and it wasn't a huge house, so let's say it was uh, six hundred a month. Well, only about fifteen dollars out of that six hundred yeah. was even making it to paying off well, the principal. Why loan. do you hate poor people? I don't hate. It sounds poor like people. you hate poor people. I 
I hate things that people don't know that keep them poor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd like to share some of those things that you so may all not these be aware people of. that want to help with their their student loans and debt for and, and it's not even a lot. It's one semester. It's not a lot. Ten thousand dollars one semester is worth buzz. So you don't you don't think any of them have good points to why they might need that help. <sighs> It's just going to be hard in the future for somebody to take out a loan and then you try and convince them, oh, no, you seriously have to pay it back because they can point to this and say, well, the generation ahead of me got it dismissed, so why don't I? Uh, the generation that gets Social Security, I, that was amazing. <laughs> I'm never going to get it, Buzz. It's going to take. It's been taken out of my paycheck, though. I'm never going to get to enjoy Social Security. It's going to be dried up by then. You'll get to enjoy it okay, next year. I, I just want to make sure that, that, that you understand when you take out a loan, yeah, you're paying off interest on that. And if you only make the minimum payments, they're going to keep you in this spiraling trap of right. debt for as long as but they can. But there are – sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. I'm just saying in some of these, just because I've, I've seen a couple, and I know that the interest structure is completely barbaric as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> right. it's, it's ridiculous. So That's are, why I, I, told, I get what this guy's saying, only because I've seen specifically a couple. But I don't – I mean, I don't know everybody's student loan debt, so I can't speak So, Buzz, how, how good of friends are you with uh, 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 Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac? I mean, are you – Pesties. Yeah. <laughs> How many? How many of your best friends are uh, uh, lenders, money lenders? <laughs> nah, I don't know. I don't know all any of them, me. Are I'm, all your best friends like the I'm CEOs the, of banks? I'm the only money lender I know. <laughs> <laughs> like I loaned Nico ten bucks to go get Jack in the Box yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, wait, to get me Jack in the Box or us Jack in the Box? <laughs> Megan was in here when this happened. This is Nico's move. Hey, hey, buddy, you want anything from Jack in the Box? Yeah. Give me a couple of tacos. Uh, do you have any money? <laughs> That's classic. Yeah, but how many times have I just shown up with like, here, Buzz, I got you food. Those don't stand out as much. For really? Some really? We got a few calls coming in uh, live in the studio. You know, when we started talking about this early in the week, I had no idea that student debt and student debt forgiveness was going to take off as a topic the way it's that it is. It's almost like you didn't know student loans and debt forgiveness were a part of people's lives. Well, people love to debate, right? And, and this is a good debate. I mean, you can debate this <laughs> <guess>. all day. <laughs> um, yeah, it affects a lot of people. Hello, Abe. Yeah, how's it going, Doing good. What's up? Uh, just here, uh, um, I'm taking my son to school, and of course, he has to listen to the KLT Morning Show, bro. boy, yeah. Good boy. Yeah, good job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I had to think about the student loans. You see, uh, I, I got a student loan, and uh, I, it, it's never been a problem with me uh, paying it. And I'm still going to school, but um, I'm thinking, you guys kind of sound like haters right now. In what way do we sound like haters? Because if... You know, I wasn't counting on anyone paying the, the student loans, but if they're going to do it, go ahead and do it. No, I agree with you. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm not. I agree with you. I'm not making up placards to go and protest in Washington or anything. I mean, they're well, it doing sounds it. Like you, if you had a choice, you would vote no. <laughs> if I had a vote on it, yeah, yeah, I might vote no. <laughs> yeah, you're a hater. Republic colors coming out, but come on. Uh, if you borrow money, I think you ought to pay it back. I think just as a general principle, that's that's a good place to start. You borrow money, you agree to conditions to pay it back. You need to abide by those conditions and pay pay back yeah. loans. Yeah, and like I said, I, I wasn't. Um, I mean, if they're gonna pay it, that's cool. 
I wasn't counting on them to pay for it. You were gonna you were gonna pay it. Yeah. But you're not gonna turn it down if they're gonna pay off some of it. <laughs> so what if you've only got like ten thousand out in loans? Could you get the ten thousand and get it all wiped out? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Because they, they gave examples of people who have a hundred twenty five thousand dollar outstanding loan. Mm-hmm. Well, they could get ten thousand, but they're still gonna have to pay the hundred fifteen right. that they still still owe back. Yeah. Now I don't want to come off as a hater. Listen, but you would vote no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I would have to reflect a lot on it and decide. I would very seriously consider. I'd, I'd have to talk to my major donors and uh, lobbyists who, you know, find out who. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so glad that I don't make these decisions. All right, thanks, Abe. Uh, let's talk to Chris. Hello, Chris. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Chris. Morning. Hey, uh, hit it right on the head there, Buzz, about is it considered a gift? The, the, the question that I had, isn't there a taxable amount of money or there's a maximum amount that you can give a person a gift before they get taxed? Mm-hmm. So what I'm wondering is that if this student loan forgiveness is going to be considered, like you said, it's a, it's a gift because you're not having to pay it back, are they going to get taxed on it? Uh, do you know the answer to I that? I believe you do. <laughs> so, so it's like, like you're getting ten thousand, but guess what? You, you got to pay taxes because you yes, got a free ten thousand yeah. dollars. Megan is telling me she believes yes is the answer I to that yes, question. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, if you got a check for um, that when when well, COVID the, checks came out, I you thought had to the, pay taxes. Did on you? Those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't get sure one. did. Uh, does that answer the question? We believe the yeah. answer is yes. <laughs> that way so technically you're not getting your your student debt you just paying it off in a in a different way and it's not free yeah it's technically yeah it, well well you, hold on a second you get if if somebody gave you ten thousand dollars but told you but we got to take a thousand out for taxes you still get nine thousand sure. dollars i mean you're still a, a head sum yeah all right i was just curious all right thanks no Chris. i think yeah, it interesting is. point think, man. yeah yeah i think you're i think i think it is taxed why do you hate poor people <laughs> Why do you hate poor people? We were people? pretty poor. I got to tell you, growing up, we were pretty poor, but... You on the farm. You always talk about that farm. Having the two dogs. But not not a year of my life went by when my mom... Did we talk about this on yeah, the air? Yeah, off air. We talked yeah. about it off air. That my mom would remind me, we've been setting aside money, every paycheck, your father and I, mm-hmm. so that when you get to college, it's just up to you to get the grades and to make the most of it. So they had... Even when they were making like a hundred a week, because my parents are that old, they would take out of that hundred, they would set aside five dollars out of that paycheck, and they would remind you or whatever all the time. Uh, oh, that's a lot of guilt to put onto a kid, right? A lot of pressure I was on, especially when I was a solid C student my <laughs> sophomore year of high school. When I got to college, I kicked ass. I because I worked in a factory between my senior year and my freshman year of college. Was I it your dad's at, factory? It, my dad worked at the factory. It wasn't his factory, but yeah. And I was like, well, crap. I don't. Want to be, it was always like 120 degrees in there. We had these furnaces going, and we had to take steel off a production line and stuff. It was like. Man, I don't, I don't want to do this. This is work. I'm gonna, I'm gonna really crack down on those books when I get to college, and I did. Uh, all right, uh, if you want to give us a call, eh, we can take a few more calls. I noticed the lo- lines are kind of lit up. We'll push news back just a little bit. Toll free neckline 
number is still out there, but you can give us a call in the studio. 915-910-4995. That's 915-910-4995. And more of the Buzz Adams Morning Shows coming up right after this. Morning Rock with Buzz Adams. I saw you do this crazy. I- All right, we're pushing uh, news back at least one segment because we got a few more calls, and I believe we're going to talk to the El Paso attorney who filed the recall petition for District Attorney uh, Yvonne Rosales. So I think we're going to have Omar Carmona on coming up in just a few minutes. Let me get, let's do this, let's go in this order. We've got Ivan who's waiting on the phone. Hi, Ivan. Hey, how's it going, bud? Doing good. What's up? Just wanted to say you're sounding like a boomer. It's <laughs> early in the morning. Yeah, uh, all right. I'm not denying that, but in what specific way um, would you say I'm sounding well, like a like boomer? T- t- I love you, bud. I'm a big fan. Been yeah. listening to like 15 plus years. But um, um, you, you boomers like to say, well, back in my day, I paid for this. I paid for that. It, but... Let's re- let's be realistic. What was the price of school when you were going in the eighties compared to now? It's not a even nickel. In the same, it's not even in the same ballpark in the same universe. So that's one thing. So how can you compare the two when you're telling people, well, you should pay or you should handle it? it, it, it that's easier said than done at this point. You know, it, it, it you can't compare the prices. Um, second of all respect to your family for for saving money for you but if they had the resources to be able to save you're 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 well off you know you had that extra money to put in that savings account that that i you know what and you're right ivan i'm glad you brought this up because Mm -hmm. for sure there are some families that just you know they're scraping by and they don't have enough money to do that so i'll i'll acknowledge that i was that that first of all that that was my mom and dad's priority and that they were able to save enough so that that i could go to school without taking out a crippling loan you're you're right you got me on that one i i i respect i respect that but it's like some people are choosing between that now exactly the prices have gone up so you got people choosing let's keep the lights on or put my kid to college now so it's it's the times are just so different buzz it's um, not even like, do you want to buy a all, mansion like, or put your kid to college? Not even turn on the lights. <laughs> so much more money now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, I, I just, when I have this conversation, no disrespect to the, the boomer era, it's just like, it, it, they don't understand it. it. This is not the same time that you were growing up. You know, I, it, it's just so I, different. I think the most important thing we need to point out here is it, something you're wrong about, <laughs> Ivan. I'm definitely not a boomer. <laughs> Gen Xer, right in the middle of the Gen X generation. I knew not it. A boomer. I knew that's what he would be upset hey, but, about. But, but I just had two two small points, real quick. Yep. Just because I know it's very small context to kind of talk about it. But let's like all think about it. Why? Why these two things? Like, um, I'm sorry, I haven't memorized your name yet. But you're the new co-host, Megan. <laughs> Megan. Why, why, can't, why, why, why? 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 Why can't? Okay, I get it. It's a loan. You need to make money off the loan. Why not set a, a set rate? One percent. I agree completely. And these are federal loans. We're not talking about some shady payday loan. These were federal government-backed loans that we're talking. But I get get that. But I'm saying maybe like set a a, a interest rate that is where they can make their money back and and it's fair. And then then fourth, like let's be realistic. Why don't we ask this question? Why anyone that files for bankruptcy – 
they're able to to file bankruptcy fine but when you try to file bankruptcy for school loans it's unacceptable that that's crazy to that's me that like that it's so you're 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 basically enslaving right you're you're softening right if you were, if you were to declare bankruptcy you could wipe out a lot of your debt, but Why my understanding it? is it's it doesn't that doesn't student cover student, student debt at yeah. all. Very interesting. Yeah. No, yeah. you bring up some good points. Totally. Ivan. I mean, you know, I'm not. And, you, and you know, know, know what you're you, talking I, about. I, I don't. I don't know if you know this, Buzz, because uh, I know it's small contacts. You know, you're talking about it for 15, 20 minutes, but they're actually. I saw on the news that they were actually forgiving loans from those old commercials that you used to see on on playing on TV, like. I, I, I some of those old. They, I are, saw some of them, and a lot of them were targeting poorer and also minority communities. It's yeah. like the first one to exactly. be to go to college right. in our family. I'm so proud of you, baby. And then the son is exactly. like, "But I can't afford it, right?" And then the whole commercial was, "No, sign up for one of these loans. They're the best." Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I know there's a lot to it, but that's just I'm bringing up some interesting. Uh, Aspects I think it, it is yeah, very just, interesting. Just keep, just, just keep in mind, Buzz, it's, it's not the 1980s no more, buddy. I love you, man. All right. It, it, it's different times, man. Thanks, Ivan. Love you right, Thanks, love you right back, <laughs> Ivan. I would love Ivan. to go back to the 80s, for the record. Yeah, but he, he does bring up a good point, though, about the student, student loan debt, uh, you know, not being able to go through bankruptcy. By the way, or, there was a question about whether or not that would be taxed. Uh, Megan looked into it. Yes, she's I, really good at uh, fact finding. So, what can you tell us about taxable uh, on uh, student relief? So, apparently, in two thousand and one, uh, there was a provision in the American Rescue Plan. So, recipients of the loan forgiveness will not have to worry about paying federal income tax. So, there is no income tax on that. That was a new provision I was not aware of, but I will give the info to you guys out there so you can use that in your arguments when you're talking about student loan debt. All right. Uh, Appreciate that. Here's a call from the neckline. Hey, guys. This is Carla from San Angelo. I just had a few things that I needed to say and or ask. So, first of all, Megan is awesome. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank um, you. But did anybody else think that she sounded exactly like Stephanie Valle? When <laughs> yes. the, she was first on the show, I swear I thought it was Stephanie um, doing like a borderland crime crossover thing with you guys. Um, okay, so next, number two. Um, Buzz, seriously, you just got to fill that pothole. Um, there is an episode of Parks and Rec that I'm sure somebody could direct you to, um, where Ron fills a pothole. So that's a pretty good tutorial right there. Um, other than that, yeah, go with, uh, Joanna's Mexican because I had an uncle here in San Angelo who needed a pothole filled that messed up his truck pretty bad. And he just got a truck bed full of rocks and dirt and just filled it himself. So, um, yeah. But uh, last thing, uh, Nico, come on, buddy. You just got to do your assignments. It's not that hard, okay? Watch the movie. Come to work on time. (laughs) It's just two things, really. Come on. All right, you guys. Love the show. Bye. I'll add add another thing. so sweet. Publish the podcast. I do. On time. I do. (laughs) Okie dokie guy says that Mondays wasn't up until yesterday. Well, I, I named it. Didn't I? I named okay. it at the same time that I was pu- uh, pressing uh, publish, and it didn't publish. It just saved well, a draft. I, I appreciate the call. <laughs> One thing I want to say uh, that call was for Carla. 
We still got a lot of people listening in San Angelo and Abilene. Shout you know, out we to were, all those listeners. We were man, on for awesome. a few years in those cities, and we still got people, I guess, that are that's listening great. online or that are listening to the podcast or whatever. But thanks, guys, for tuning in um, all the way from our former markets. I really appreciate it. Let's see. I know that there were a couple more calls. What's up, Mo Show? It's ODG. Hey, Joanna. Can we get a uh, picture of your cats on the website? <laughs> on Kel, K-L-A-Q? Uh, I misspoke the last time. I know it's just one K, one L. <laughs> but, yeah, we want to see those poofy kitties, Joanna. Junior, Pixie, and... Penny, Penny Pirate. I don't remember the other ones. I, I know you mm-hmm. talk about Junior a lot, but... Yeah, let's see those cats, Joanna. Junior's my baby. We like you. We want to see your cats. Okay. Okay, okay. So There are definitely articles out there that have been written before that have pictures of my cats. <laughs> I'm sure you could just search for them. All of them, or do you just... Uh, the... I think the main ones are Junior, Pixie, Pi- uh, Penny. Pirate. And Pirate. How about Al- Al- Alice Cooper? I already told she, you she's, she's getting a phone call, by the way. Oh, okay, I'll let you get this call. Well, you know what? Get the, Why don't we take a break so we can talk on the phone? I think we're getting a call from uh, attorney Omar Carmona, who filed the recall uh, filing against the district attorney yesterday. Yes, sir. Uh, so we'll have that, but we should probably get these commercials in. Probably. We'll have that. Uh, very interested to find out how it was decided that he would be the person to file. Yeah, and how long it's been in the and, works. And how long it's been yeah. in the works. I've heard that some people were seeing the filing last. Uh, Last week, as early as Wednesday of last week. So I've got a lot of questions about that. We'll take a break and more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show's on the way right after this. To call the Buzz Adams Morning Show. All right, we got uh, news we're still going to get to. Uh, Jenny Robbins is here going to tell us about the 48-hour film festival at the uh, Plaza Theater coming up. But we uh, have a chance here just for a few minutes to talk to uh, attorney Omar Carmona, who filed... Uh, who did the filing, which seeks to remove the district attorney? Woo! Finally, uh, for incompetency. Hi, Omar. Morning, Buzz. And I, I want to let you know my my uh, hearing from Bear County was just canceled. Oh, okay. Um, so we got a few more minutes. Uh, yeah. How was it decided that you were going to be the person to uh, to walk the papers right. over? Did you do all the filing? Was it did 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 you do the filing by yourself? And and also. I, I don't know whether it was like a group drew, of attorneys in town drew straws to yeah. see who got to do it, or maybe the winner's the one who got I to do it. Bet. Can you yeah. tell us how it came about? <laughs> no, no um, I, I had been deciding, you know, I've been thinking about this for quite some time. Okay. Um, obviously, I was, uh, as you know, I was the uh, lawyer for uh, the Ivan Gabaldon case, one of the lawyers, along with uh, Denise Butterworth and Felix Valenzuela. And so, um, the fact that, uh, you know, I really believe back then, and I, I still to this day believe that Mr. Cox, Curtis Cox, uh, shouldn't be a prosecutor anymore. Um, you think he should have been fired for that? Immediately. Immediately. All I, right. I don't, I don't let's, it should have been done on the spot. Let's let everybody in. So this was a case your client was accused of, of shooting and killing a 61-year-old man. And it, was a, it, was a, it was a stabbing. Um, and oh, it, it was a stabbing, late, and it happened late February of 2021. Uh, my office got appointed, I think, the last day of February. Um, and, you know, we handled the case. Ms. Butterworth uh, is co-counsel. 
uh, also appointed. And, you know, for all the, all these months, you know, March, April, May, June, July, a lot of evidence was not looked at by the state, was not tested. Um, wow. And all this time, Mr. Gababone was sitting in jail. Now, everyone may have a different opinion. Now, our defense, we believe that we had a viable self-defense claim. But, you know, the bottom line is whether you believe that or not, he, Mr. Gabaldon was entitled to his day in court. Right. Um, and and uh, the fact that all this was done, and then Mr. Cox gets on and admitted on, on Zoom, um, on live YouTube, that, uh, you know, nothing was done on the case, but I need more time. Well, you know, that wasn't good enough. So when we said we were still ready, he says, you know, we'll let him out for free. You know, I'll agree to letting him out for free. Obviously, the judge was going to push back on that because, you know, he had it was known that my client had ties to Juarez. Right. And the, the bottom line was after the judge says, I'm not going to let him out. Uh, he's going to just go to trial the following week. Then Mr. Cox shifts focus and says, well, then I'll seek the death penalty. Right. And, and, and he did. That's the vindictiveness. vindictiveness part. So, so I, you hardly ever hear of this, but uh, the public does it. Prosecutorial vindictiveness. Which is a part of prosecutorial misconduct, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is misconduct. And and what happened then was, you know, you go from saying, I'll agree to let a, an individual out for free because we believe he can comply with terms of a bond. But then on the flip side, on the other side of that spectrum, now you're you saying, the death well, penalty? he is so dangerous to this community, we have to kill him. Um, and, and that was an obvious attempt just to delay the trial. All right. So this is... Uh, well, and now that prosecutor, Mr. Cox is the point of contact for the Walmart shooting case, correct? That's terrifying. But yeah. that's what, that's that what is I, terrifying. I heard. But this case that involved you and your client and uh, Mr. Cox for the DA's office is just an example of the kind of, the of the dysfunction, the dysfunction it, it, that exists in the DA's office. It's total dysfunction. Could you, would you say... It, it, you know, Sorry, I just would you say it's negligent too? A little gross negligence going on? It's it, it gross. It's gross incompetence. Um, negligence would suggest that she has no idea what's going on, which is it's possible. Okay, um, but I mean, she has to have some idea that this is bad, right? Uh, and I say she, uh, Miss Rosales, has to have some idea that this is terrible. Look, and I want to make it very clear that you know there's no political stunt here. I'm not seeking office, right? Um, and and or any any position I, I i love the firm i'm at um with my law partners but you know this this, this is what's right for the community um and and it's, it's what's right for victims it's what's right for people accused of crime and i've been saying this you know if it's you or a loved one um that's you know either accused or the victim of a crime how confident are you in mr Rosales's office that it's going to be handled correctly and justice is going to be dispensed with and I think the answer to that is no, our community is not confident in her, and we're just not safe now. Now, when I think of recalling a public, uh, an elected official, uh, Omar, I, I comes to mind the uh, gubernatorial recall in California, which required a number of uh, signatures on a petition. What we're talking about with the filing that you did yesterday, that isn't going to need, that's not the same thing as going around and getting uh, thousands or uh, tens of thousands of signatures on a petition, correct? Can you explain what it is? Correct. Our, our government code, uh, 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 Chapter 87, 
um, it provides for removal of certain public officers, the district attorney being one of them. Now, there, there, there are grounds we have to uh, show and eventually prove, and that would be, um, that would be uh, you know, gross incompetence, mm-hmm. and, and we believe we have that here, and official misconduct. And, and you know, we, we heard, um, uh, you know, there, there was a public opinion issued that she misspent uh, public funds for her personal campaign. Wow. Um, and, so, and, and, you know, and then that goes back to show either, you know, as the top, law enforcement officer in this community, it's one of two things that's happening. Either she doesn't know the law about that, and, you know, which is scary that the top officer does not know the law about something like that and broke and broke the law, or she knows what the law is but just didn't think it applied to her and didn't care. Now, uh, either of those two is bad. Mr. Carmona, now, in response to your petition, Yvonne Rosales has come out, and she said a statement basically uh, claiming that this was a political stunt by you that you've been trying to uh, hurt the district attorney's office since your case with her, uh, and that she says she's an elected official and that this would be overturning the will of the people. What do you say to that? I think think that, you know, first of all, yes, I have been openly critical of her (laughs) office, given that Mr. Cox is still a supervising attorney in that office. So I have been critical. I'm not going to hide that. And now with... You know, all we're hearing about these cases not being filed and sub- subsequently they're going to have to be refiled. And I mean, this is just going to clog up the system more. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 you know, she doesn't have a plan. And again, you know, you know, she when she took office, she had every right to not rehire people. Sure. OK, let, let's just, let's just she, that was her right. And, 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 you know, we can't say anything about that. But if you're going to get rid of that amount of experience mm-hmm. then tell me you have a plan, mm-hmm. you know, just don't go in there and just, you know, for your personal reasons, I'm going to get rid of, you know, X, Y and Z. But then what was her plan? And she didn't have one because they're still um, only at 75 percent capacity, I think, at this point. Or right. Less. And, 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 and they're operating, you know, and the sad thing is uh, a lot of these attorneys that are now handling felony cases. Uh, and they're good people, and they're good attorneys, and they have potential to be very, you know, great attorneys. But the fact is that they're not being led by the right people. I mean, again, if Mr. Cox is a supervising lawyer there, uh, I'm sorry that, uh, you know, I'm fearful for the young attorneys that, that have to see this is what a supervisor is. Um, so that's another reason I think that this re- removal has to be done. Um, but, I, you know, she swore an oath to this community. And and the reason would I like to wait for the 2024 election? Absolutely, I would. Uh, and I agree with uh, Representative Moody saying, yeah, you know, this, this is what democracy is and and it's elections. Our system is about elections. Yeah, so but when you fail, when you fail the community this badly, OK, uh, we, I don't think we can wait. More people are going to be harmed with Ms. Rosales in office. We've heard about the hundreds of people who were released by Joe Magistrate because 180 days had elapsed. And in some cases, more than 180 Six, days. 600 today. But 600 today. But we're talking about, down the road, 12,000 unscreened right. cases is what we've heard. And, and that means well, that this, I mean, if they can't lock it down or at least right the ship in some way, which I don't know why anything about mm-hmm. the administration so far would lead you to believe that. This that is a public be, safety. That could be another 12,000 cases that are walked because the district attorney's office is not getting the job done. 
Well, well apparently it's, it's nothing. A box of donuts and screening. <laughs> okay. So, so people are talking about the screening party. They put out a press release, and I don't know if this was to the public. It wasn't a press no, release. It was, it was, internal, email. It was an internal, internal thing. Hey, show up on Saturday. We're having a screening, screening party. party. Donuts and coffee yes. will be provided, and the district attorney will be there helping to screen cases right alongside us. I don't know if taking an extra Saturday is going to get you caught up when you're talking about that many unscreened cases. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not going to get it done. Uh, there needs to be a lot more uh, attorney power. There has to be more hires. Right. Um, you know, and the capacity is just not there. It needs to be well, staffed. Up. I, is, is that the only problem, though, Omar? Experience? That it's a capacity. Well, well, there's also just a just a breakdown of leadership. I think. Well, I think that's what it is. I, I think ultimately, it it it's leadership, and that just trickles down. Um, I, I just don't think that. You know, I, I'm a I'm a partner at a at a small private firm, um, and and I I wouldn't even be equipped. Uh, I wouldn't have the experience or the know-how to run an office that size, and I'll, I'll admit that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are people that are qualified to, and Miss Rosales was not. You know, she kept. You know, she she campaigned that she has the experience, but you know, it was just her and her partner, Mr. Alhanna, and that I don't think that qual. You know, being a, a two attorney partnership with you know, give or take a few staff. That's not that doesn't qualify you to run a, a firm that size, especially one that is so vital to the community. Well, I'll tell you, I, I voted for her because she had recommendations from people whose opinion I trust. Now, some of those people have come back and said, I was wrong <laughs> in that. So, uh, Well, I think so, because also she campaigned on transparency. Right, okay, exactly. Was, Where is you it? Know, and, and, you know, and she wants to say that this is an attack on democracy. Well, you know, there's also a right to the free press. And 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 she has basically shut out the media. Oh yeah, uh, she will only yes. talk to media that will will throw her, you know, softballs. K Fox. Um, yeah, well, yeah, that, that that it is what it is there. Um, but you know, she's 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 she is not being she's not. She doesn't believe she needs to be held accountable to this community. All right, we're talking uh, and, to- and now. We're talking to Omar Carmona, who who filed uh, did this filing. So who decides? What happens? Is it a judge? Do they right. impanel a jury? If uh, it's, are you essentially suing her? You know, I'm not. Uh, there's for me. There's no. It's not really a. It is a civil suit, but civil I'm not suit. suing okay. her for damages or anything like right. that. Um, I, I just believe that as a citizen, and I am. I did not have to be an attorney or a defense lawyer in this community to file this suit. It could have been, uh, Buzz, you could have filed uh, this suit. We were talking about it, Omar. Yeah. <laughs> we were already I, I, talking about it. I was trying to figure out which color of crayon to use, but it's probably better that, it's better that you did it. Um, but who? how will this be decided? Well, uh, there has to be an application for citation, and so uh, a judge would have to accept that application. Um, you know, uh, and then we're going to have, there's going to be court hearings. Um, but essentially, uh, under that code, uh, it will, this will be decided by an El Paso jury. And I couldn't think of anything more fitting, mm-hmm. uh, to dispose of this case. Hey, if, if a jury of 12 believes that she is not ignorant, that she is the leader for El Paso, then I will respect that verdict. Right. Okay. I will absolutely respect that verdict. But I believe that, uh, a jury in this community, um, will see the evidence for what it is and how these last Almost two years um, have hey, been a, a total failure. 
And maybe, you know, with this filing, maybe at least we found a case that the district attorney will pay attention to. For <laughs> right. oh All right. Well, thank you, well, Mr. Carmona, uh, for being on with us and taking the time. We really appreciate you. And let us know how things are going uh, later on. Sure. Thank you very much okay. for having me. Thank Thanks, you, Omar. Omar. Bye-bye. There, yeah. so Listen, there are some big him. things going down. Uh, uh, Texas Representative for District 78, Joe Moody, did mm-hmm. release his own statement. says, as someone who believes in our system, I'm always leery about anything that puts a decision about who represents the people in any hands besides the people. We have a removal system, and that's an election in 2024. That said, I've never witnessed such gross incompetence. Right. It's not only embarrassing, it's dangerous and disgraceful. That's two years. A a lot of El Pasoans are going to be hurt before 2024 by the very person they should most be able to rely on. All right. And it's tw- two years. I think that's what Eric uh, was talking about when he meant that Greg Abbott will be, uh, we should have asked Omar, that Greg <laughs> Abbott would be repla- uh, picking the replacement right. for, How do, for how, what, what happens when you, you're going to need a DA who picks the replacement? It could be the governor. Well, I was reading two different things because once the citation was – so the judge has to accept Mr. Carmona's petition and say, yes, this is valid or not. Once that is accepted, she will uh, issue a citation. She could suspend DA Rosales and there could be an interim DA. Now that – I'm not sure if uh, if he would get to pick or not. That could be done by the judge themselves. I so. think like some of the – some of the – uh, common wisdom right now in the El Paso legal community is almost, almost anybody would be an improvement. Right. Um, well, let's take a break and uh, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about the 48 hour film 48 festival, hours. which is tonight. Jenny Robbins is here. Hi, Jenny. You're going to tell us all about it. Yeah. And uh, we'll, so we'll have that coming up with Jenny in just a moment. And uh, we've had to push news back again. I'm sorry. No, we've Megan. been talking about news all day. But <laughs> we, we, really have, we, we really have. We've been talking about news yeah. all day. I'll have more news for you later. Though. Right, uh, let's take a break. More of the Buzz Adams morning shows on the way right after this. All right, still a lot to get to today. We're going to do our news coming up. We've got a true crime report. Jenny Robbins is here, and we're going to talk about the 48-hour film festival, which is tonight. Where is it, Jenny? At the plaza. Oh, very fancy. Is it upstairs? Yeah. Um, or, know, to be honest with you, I'm not sure. I know it's going to be in the, in the main You think area. it might be in the main screening yeah, it's room? A, right. it's, a big, it's a big thing. Uh, how many years have they been doing it? And so this, this is, is, goes on, people around the country do a 48-hour it's film international, festival. international, not even just the yeah. country. So this is an international festival. It's been going on all over the world. Um, but this is the first year that El Paso is hosting first year. it. Yes, very Tell first Tell me year. how, so some people are going to hear this and think, well, I don't want to watch movies for 48 hours in a row. Well, It is going to be about three hours, though, right? I'm guessing about three hours. So there's 18 teams that competed, which, uh, by the way, I am so excited. Just the the, uh, the the showing off El Paso's talent, like the things that I've seen are so impressive. Yeah. Um, but we'll be, it'll be 18 films that are displaying. Um, afterwards, they'll be doing an awards ceremony. So there's 18 different categories Ooh. that they're doing for awards, including best film, uh, best you, actor. Do you get to present any of the awards? No, um, I think it's uh, we're having a, an MC for it. I think yeah. it's Monica from Kiss. Do you want to get oh. up and slap Monica during the middle of the awards? I might, I might just to <laughs> just oh, to do it. Wait, you know? do you think she's already writing a story, jo- Joanna? Do you think Monica's already writing an article about this? I don't know, maybe. Okay, so so tell me Check what tell me how yeah. uh, the forty eight hour film festival 
works. You've got everybody gathers together, we the, the have, teams, 18 teams, and then what happened? All right, so Friday night, uh, this, this, this happened on the 12th. So Friday night, 6 p.m., we all get our topics. So each team is given their topic. We all have unique, some people get drama, some people get a revenge story or a mental story or a mystery. So it's all different genres um, that you randomly get selected to pick. Uh, for this one, we had to pop balloons to get our little um, our little uh, little snippet that said what our thing was. Give um, me an example of what? The description would say, would it be just like one line? And then it'll, can, it'll just say fe, like femme fatale, or it'll say musical, musical, or it'll say porn. Uh, then your snuff, snuff. Then your so many snuff films this year. <laughs> then you're free to do whatever you want to. Yes, using that guide. And there's certain elements that we have to have to make sure you're not cheating. So uh, this year it was you had to use a wallet as a prop at some point. You had to have a realtor as a character, and you had to say the line. Well, wait, wait. It was, oh, was this so to you be don't prevent do the movie somebody who earlier. had a movie yeah. that was right. already done right. and right. saying, mm-hmm. "Oh, well, this was it in Yeah. So yeah, you've exactly. got to have these different things in it so exactly. that somebody doesn't put a finished product. And then in 48 hours, in 48 hours, Start you've to got to finish. write your story, cast Why your not? actors, shoot, edit, the sound, thing. everything has to be done and in a 40-hour time. Color grading, uh, editing, like just so much stuff, everything that goes into a whole film, but you only have 48 hours to do it. So it's kind of like this, you know, this race of seeing what you can come up with. And and, uh, and I'm, I'm so excited to see everyone's film just to see how did they use the wallet and, and what could you <laughs> do in 48 hours? And um, Yeah, it sounds like it'd be really tough to write, produce, direct, edit, all of it in one do you, know, do you guys sleep or do you stay up all night? Uh, very, very little. So uh, our, our the team that I was on, uh, speaking of for us, we uh, which I think a lot of people did. So Friday night we came up with our story. But even then it's going back and forth on the story. At, at 2 o'clock in the morning we decided we, we didn't like where we were at. Scrapped the whole thing. Started from, started from scratch all over again. Okay. There are um, 18 teams that are uh, entered. And each, so that means 18 movies. What What's the average length of one of the films? Uh, they'll have to be four to seven minutes. Four to seven. So these are very short films. Very short, yeah. Okay. And that's also a challenge, trying to tell a story in four to seven oh, yeah. minutes. Do so. they do they do categories like like best actor, best actress, they do. best director? Oh, cool! Uh, they they'll have best actor, best actress, best cinematography, best use of prop, best costumes, best uh, eighteen different categories that we're going to be awarded on. How are they um, awarded? Is there are there uh, judges or vo- voted on? There there's certain judges. I know uh, I know we had Robert Holguin as one of them. Uh, we had another woman who uh, is in charge of. Uh, oh, I don't want to mess it up. A film. Uh, fr- from Film Frontera, so she was. Uh, she's going to be one of the judges on there, and I think a couple other people as well. So um, they've had their time. They've they've been sitting it over for about a week and a half. Oh, so cool, cool. Uh, so we'll be we'll be doing those then. Uh, but grand prize, uh, grand prize. So if if we win, if if a if a team is whatever team wins, they get selected to go to Filmapalooza in Los Angeles, yeah. which awesome. is that's a national uh, big thing. So each from each city, they'll be selected and we'll compete there. Oh, cool. Um, With other 48-hour film festival winners. From other cities, yeah. And then will they do another 48-hour film fest type thing, or will they just be showing what they made in their individual 48 hours? So they'll be showing, they'll be showing, uh, they'll have like a 48-hour section for Filmapalooza, and that will be, they'll be showing them there. Oh, cool. Uh, From there, if you win, then there's a $5,000 grand prize, and then from there you get sent off to the Cannes Film Festival, which is Mm. the big international one, uh, and that one we're competing with. 
with France and the Never- the Netherlands and you know from all over the world. Uh, why why was El Paso um, able to be involved this year? Uh, because we're so cool. Uh, <laughs> we so you know, cool. to be honest, with you, I'm not I'm not totally sure what, uh, how we got lucky like that, but awesome, it though. feels like there's so much happening here mm-hmm. in, in, the, in the world of film. So well, thanks to you guys. What what you mean by that is like there's a lot of good directors that are mm-hmm. coming out of here in town. There's a lot of good uh, sound guys like Carlos. Um, Corral, you know, there's yeah, there is a lot of talent in all the different aspects of movie making. And if you're wondering, well, if they're so great, why aren't they in Hollywood? Well, a lot of people do work on Hollywood movies because New Mexico they film a ton of Hollywood movies and they do some in El Paso. I wish they did more, but Austin. I mean, as someone who lives in LA, yeah, you live in LA, so there's a pipeline. uh, There is a pipeline, and there's a lot of like back and forth of you know I have other filmmakers that are here that do the back and forth thing as well, like like I do. Um, But I mean. I talk about this a lot with with my friends uh, in LA. I'm seeing all these big sets, these big, you know, I'm working on Universal and doing, you know, doing these kind of big, uh, big productions. But then, kind of getting to come back here and work with in our community and and being able to create or have that creative control and um, ah, it's just I'm I'm so impressed with what I've seen of. Uh, the, impa- the El Paso area, just in, even in comparison to you know to the bigger, bigger sets that I see in California, there's so much coming out of here. So the screening for the 48-hour film festival is tonight at the Plaza Theater. It looks like the doors open at five and the show starts at six p.m. What's the ticket? Uh, Seven fifty. Okay. Yep. Not bad. And uh, all the information looks like you can get your tickets at El Paso Live Ticketmaster, or just call the box office. Yep. Yeah, so if you want to see what, what we have to offer, what the teams in El Paso do. The way I hours. look at it, say say there's one you don't care for too much. Guess what? It's only four minutes. It's yeah. four minutes. Or two seven minutes. Seven minutes is the most, and then there's going to be something else on yeah. it's, it's like a, a bad stand-up set. <laughs> <laughs> or it's for people with very short attention spans, so I guess that's anybody <laughs> under the age of 40. Or, <laughs> or me. Or you. <laughs> No, that's not true. I watched a film. I sat down and watched a film the other day that had great critical. Which one? Well, it was nominated for an Academy Award last year, and I watched it, and I loved it. You say I hate everything. I you do love hate everything. So much so that I want to shake uh, Kenneth Branagh's hand. Belfast. Oh, I don't Belfast, know if you saw yeah. Belfast, but just mm. phenomenal. It was up for Best Picture. But Nico claims I hate everything. We, we, we can't I'm very sit down. selective. We can't sit down for more than you know ten minutes without you being like antsy and being like, I can't, it's boring. It's already boring. You're just critical. Minutes. It's boring. Well, it's boring. because if you get into God, something, you want, I, I, there are only so many hours in the day. If I want to get into something, it's got to be something well, that happened, I It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, I liked it, but not enough it. to watch every single episode. Yeah, but at first you were kind of like, nah, I don't like any of it. And I had to sit you down, make you watch an entire one before you were like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. pretty yeah, I can yeah. see. And I then can that, see that one episode made you cry. Oh, the one that made him cry? <laughs> the one where Mac dances with the ballet and comes out as gay to his dad. Whole, I was like, I was weeping. I was like, that's the most beautiful. And I've never been a fan of the art form a ballet. of dance. Yeah. <laughs> it's just never been my thing. I had to brush away tears. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, thank you, Jenny, for dropping Yay. by. Thanks All right. for having me. So That's exciting, Jenny. Uh, let's it. take a break, and when we come back, Megan McCormick with yeah. news headlines. Coming up, coming up in news, the Uvalde, Texas school board has voted to fire police chief Pete Orodondo effective immediately. Plus, the Texas church that did the unauthorized Hamilton performance is being forced to pay damages. That's next in news. Do not readjust. Good morning. It's nice to see you all again. Oh, my. 
All right, it is time for news. Here is Megan McCormick with our top stories of the day. Good morning, Megan. Good morning, Buzz. The Uvalde School Board has voted to fire school police chief Pete Arredondo. The board gathered yesterday to discuss his potential firing because of his response to the deadly Rob Elementary school shooting back in May. The board deliberated before unanimously voting to fire Arredondo. The termination is effective immediately. About 100 people gathered at the meeting, some chanting, coward, and no justice, no peace. As for Arredondo, he did not attend the meeting, but instead demanded to be reinstated through his attorney. In a statement, he called the proceedings an illegal and unconstitutional public lynching. It was also reported that he was scared of possible firearms shooting him yeah, while he we, was there. We That was one of the things we heard, which really is stunning, that he didn't want to go to the school board meeting because he was afraid that there could be gun violence there. Interesting, interesting. Texas Church to pay damages over unauthorized Hamilton parody. Buzz, you were, wrote an article about this. Did write K-L-A-Q. an article about it. So they did Hamilton, and they followed the basic storyline, except they put a lot of uh, uh, kind of like specifically evangelical messages in there. Mm-hmm, a little anti-gay the- situation. Yeah, some of that. Well, Hamilton creator Lin-Manuel Miranda hinted that he was going to sue a Texas church who put on the unauthorized production, reworking parts of it to include some preaching and an anti-LGBTQ messaging. Well, now it looks like he won't have to. The Dora McAllen church, headed by Pastor Roman Gutierrez, has agreed to pay an unspecified amount in damages and acknowledged it did not ask for or receive a license from the producers or creators of Hamilton to put on the production to get permission to alter it in any way. They also agreed to never stage the performance again and will destroy any and all video or sound recordings and images of the performances and rehearsals. As for what Miranda plans to do with the money, a rep for the show says it will be donated to South Texas Equality Project, a group of organizations working to advocate for, celebrate, uplift, educate, and provide support to the LGBTQIA plus community of the Rio Grande Valley that is sourced by Entertainment Weekly. Biden officially cancels buckets of student debt. Have you guys heard this story? Uh, no. Okay. I, had, I hadn't heard it referred to as buckets. Buckets. <laughs> buckets. President Biden's cancellation of some federal student loan debt is now official. The forgiveness plan offers $10,000 of debt relief for those earning less than $125,000 per year. Those who went to college on low-income Pell grants will qualify for the $20,000 a year debt relief. Here's President Biden speaking about his plan. We will forgive $10,000 in outstanding federal student loans. The pandemic payout payment pause that began under President Trump, it's getting extended one final time through December 31st. But if you're headed to college this year, don't get too excited. Biden's plan does not affect students' debt accrued after 2021. It also does not apply to students whose loans through who took loans through private companies. Republicans are slamming the plan. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell called it a student loan socialism and warned that student loan debt forgiveness will make inflation even worse. He called Biden's move a reward for far-left activists. McConnell said it's also a slap in the face to everyone who has paid off their student loan debt. Biden said those who went to college on Pell Grants forgiveness will have more. Uh, just said that. $20, Pell Grants the usually Pell Grant go to for, yeah. disadvantaged. You know, people come from, from uh, financially disadvantaged backgrounds. Right. Uh, here is Kaya Jones, who's struggling to pay off nearly $40,000 in loans after graduating two it years ago. It is a disgrace that higher education costs so much. It's inaccessible to a large population of the people that live in the United States. Another interesting uh, 
proposal on the table, Biden wants to cap loan repayments at 5% of monthly income. No word on making that a reality, but there's also the price tag to consider for that. Budget experts have pinned the price tag to American taxpayers at between $320 billion and $500 billion. The jury has spoken in Los Angeles. Kobe Bryant's widow, Vanessa, will be getting $16 million for uh, deputies taking pictures of the 2020 crash that killed her husband, Kobe, and daughter, Gianna, and seven others. The panel of nine jurors agreed that the deputies and firefighters invaded the privacy of Vanessa and her co-plaintiff, Chris Chester, who lost his wife and daughter. In all, the pair have been awarded $31 million. Perhaps ironically, the decision came down coincidentally on Kobe Bryant Day. Which honors eight twenty four honors the late Lakers legend. Bryant cried as the verdict was read and later took to social media calling the decision justice for Kobe and Gigi. Chester's wife Sarah and thirteen year old daughter Peyton were also among the nine people who were killed when the helicopter when the helicopter crashed just north of Los Angeles. I understand rescuers and responders might need to photograph, but it's you know, scenes of accidents and things like that, mm-hmm. which is an argument they made. But you don't need to go around showing them to waitresses and bartenders and right. stuff. Absolutely. Which is, you know, it's, apparently what they were doing. It's macabre. It's horrific. You know, sad to the the victims of the, the family members. It's hard members. to find online. Well, it's sad, yeah. <laughs> but that's their fear is is That always, is going to get online yeah, and then everybody's going to have, you know. The daughter. You know, uh, somebody could see it. You know, their other daughters could see it. And absolutely, she deserves, um, you know, she deserves what I'm she I'm happy got. she got $16 million. In Oklahoma, pizzeria is helping. The last time she oh, got sorry. anything that valuable, to could be cheated on her. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so long ago. It's like, <laughs> it's like was that in this happened. lifetime? Yeah, right. oh the gosh. ring, wasn't it? The, yeah, ring. the ring. Yeah, that big ring. I remember that. In Oklahoma City, uh, in Oklahoma, pizzeria is helping to feed the less fortunate for their community at Uncle Vinny's Pizzeria in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Buzz, have you been there? It's like Tulsa, yeah. Yeah. Broken Arrow's part of Tulsa. Well, I haven't been to Vinny's, no. Okay, well, maybe you can go now because there's a pay it forward sign next to the register with co- colorful post-it notes. Each post-it bears a message like, be blessed, be kind, or have a blessed day. And is for someone who needs some food to exchange for a slice of pizza. Customers at the pizzeria bought the slices for $2 each to provide some food for the less fortunate members of their community. And here is a clip of Kim Zazima, a co-owner of Uncle Vinny's, talking about her plan. I just see a fellow person that might need something. This is a basic need. It's food. You know, it's it's not diamonds. It's, it's food. Do you guys ever go to Starbucks and the pay it forward has started? Somebody in front of the, you go up to pay and they say, oh, the person just paid for your drink. Why don't you pay for the drink? Yeah, we've had this discussion before. Yeah. I don't really go to Starbucks because they got free coffee at the radio station. <laughs> <laughs> Buzz, well, has businesses ne- have done this before. Uh, we have had this discussion online before. I don't think you've never been in a pay it forward line, have you? Where like the, the- I, I don't know that I've ever been in a in a line where the at, person at says, oh, it was uh, just paid for. No, I, in fact, I don't think I've ever gone through a drive-thru at Starbucks for that matter. <laughs> right. It doesn't have to be Starbucks. Well, it could be other yeah. places, too. They do. Yeah. No, Buzz probably has I've it. never been in a line where they said it was paid. <laughs> it was paid for by the person in front of you. I guess. I mean, what if I just wanted to get, like, a plain black cup of coffee and the person behind me, they're getting, like, for the office. <laughs> They're getting egged by it's happened stuff. before. Yeah, you know. One last thing, uh, I just I, I have to tease this because we mentioned it earlier. Um, radio broadcaster John, uh, John Teicher, he beat cancer in the off season. This Woo! kind of just came out. He he was very um, 
you know, he wasn't open about it, but that was his plan. Colin Deaver, he's a reporter, a sports reporter at KTSM, did an amazing story about it. Check it out if you can. Yep. Um, John Teicher, voice of the Miners, he will be working the first game cancer free. His plan worked and it's just an incredible story. And we'll get excited for Miners team, Utah Miner football. You're, you'll hear Teicher beginning at 6 o'clock with the pregame show kickoff at 7. That's going to be on KLEQ this week. So normally those games air on our partner station, mm-hmm. 600 ESPN. But because of a those scheduling chihuahuas. conflict with the Chihuahuas, we'll be carrying. And that's not the only minor game. There are a few more that we're going to be carrying. But definitely this Saturday with longtime legendary minors broadcaster John Teicher. Uh, you can check out the pregame show at 6, kickoff at the Sun Bowl at 7. And if you're thinking about going, we've heard under 3,500 tickets remain. I think it's actually under 3,000. Under 3,000. So, yeah. 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 So get your tickets if you want to go. And with your news, I'm Megan McCormick. All right. Thank you uh, very much, Megan. We're going to have some other uh, news coming up. Entertainment news with Joanna Barba is still ahead. Let me see what I can fill you in on. I saw something about Gen Zers. Okay. Gen Zers. Gen Zers are, they said that the first Gen Zer got elected, I think, to Congress, and the guy's 25 years old. So oh, wow. I guess if you're, I guess if you're 25 and under. You're, you're a Gen Z? You're, well, I mean, like a little kid, like your kids are going to be some other Gen. What's after, what is after Z? <laughs> A. What are they? <laughs> Maybe you go back to the beginning. It's probably out. They probably Gen A. already. But. Gen, Gen A. A. Uh, Gen, A. Gen Zers, rather, on Reddit have been naming things that annoy them about their own generation. So this is like Gen Z things that Gen Zers are annoyed by. Do you want to hear what they say? And yeah, remember, sure. these could be. I'd say so, he's 12 to 25 years so old. So someone's 15. asking, Gen Z, what annoys you guys? Yeah. What annoys you about other Gen Zers? Uh, acting, acting like we don't bully anymore yeah, okay. and then just turning around and doing it online instead. I asked my daughter the other day, is like, do you have bullies? And she's like, well, what do you mean by bully? And I'm like, have you ever seen a fight where somebody bled, <laughs> where it caused blood? Wait, you think that's, I, I could say just teasing, like a, a group of of kids just pointing at one kid and going, ha, ha. Yeah, I guess so, but I wanted to get right down to it. My my public education experience was kind of like being in a really rough federal p- prison. Like you could get punched, you could get shanked in the hallway yeah. randomly by you, anybody. You, you you told me about this, and your high school experience wasn't even recognizable to me. And wow. I went to high school in t- 2007. But does it sound like a typical 80s movie? Yeah, where like definitely. the nerd gets in, stuffed, thrown into a locker. In the locker. For sure. You pray you got stuffed in a locker. That's better than getting your jaw busted I, in the hallway. I didn't get oh punched. God. Like, I, there were bullies at my school. I'm trying to say, buzz, but it wasn't because of fights. Like, that wasn't the type of bullying that happened. Uh, okay. Like, there were bullies. Well, I've never been in a fight before. <clears throat> You've never been in a. Nobody's ever picked on you to the point where it's like, you. No. I, I'm going to fight you. That no. never happened in your no. life. Okay. And well, I've never seen it happen. It was daily when yeah. I went to school. <laughs> that explains daily. a lot about you. It's a um, lot. <laughs> another thing Gen Zers complain about their own generation, the, quote, insatiable need for attention. Uh, dumb online trends like the Tide Pod Challenge. That was the first time where millennials that I knew we're like, Ugh, what about you idiots? Uh, at, least we're not, at least we're not these idiots. That's not us. That's the next generation. We made avocados, but we're not eating Tide Pods. So. All right. The next one says cringy slang. 
which I feel like cringy is even cringy slang. But oh, they my give nephews ex- use cringe, cringe so right. much. You can just say cringe. And I oh, just have so to cringe. be like, am I cringe? Yeah. If you have to <laughs> ask. And, they, and then they tell me sometimes. All right. So here's some of the cringy slang that they give as an example. Chuggy. Oh. What is chuggy? Remember there was that whole thing. Chuggy is just like another word for cringe. But they were directing it like to millennials. Oh, you millennials, quit being so chuggy. Yeah. Now, see, now you're getting to be like the non-cool ones. I am your <laughs> elder. I'm your elder statesman. I tell my nephews, I am your elder. Slaps? Yeah, man. That song slaps. Fire? <laughs> fire. That song fire. No, no, you just say, oh, that that's fire. Fire, man. Fire. 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 Uh, they also cite... All the vaping and then acting like there's no way that it could possibly be bad for you. Oh, <laughs> vaping can be bad for you for sure. But I, they act as if it, it there's nothing wrong with it. For me. sure? Do we know that? Yes. What do you mean? Why would you even question it like that? I thought when they were when they were positioning it, we used to run these ads for vapes. And I they know. Were like and they would be smoking like, cessation, and also it's it's harmless because it's just water it's vapor. Just water. Yeah. It's not just water. <laughs> they've, they've found out that it's not it just water. It gives you, like, popcorn. It gives one. you the popcorn one, yeah. See, even Joanna knows about this. I only talked about it before. <laughs> uh, Gen Zers, some of them anyway, cite getting offended by everything so easily. Would oh, you, even they're sick of it? it? Some of them are. Would you throw your daughter into that category? Uh, I don't want to go on the Does your daughter get rec- easily offended? I watch my step. Oh, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I never assume the gender of one of one of her friends. One of her friends. <laughs> also, supposedly, this was a conversation. I, I just go. Or, I just use they them automatically, right. so I don't screw up. And then sometimes she'll say a name like Hunter, and you'll be like, "Now was Hunter <laughs> biologically <laughs> a? I'm having a sleepover at Hunter. Or they're like Spencer, and you're all yeah. Are you allowed uh, to sleep over at Spencer's or not? I need to know how Spencer Didn't you tell me that she... I approve. I don't... I, what? As a senior freshman thing or no? <sighs> I don't know, man. Okay, Joanna, is it, weird, is it weird for a senior to date a freshman now, these days? Um, like These days, I think it's very, like... They definitely keep an eye on that. Well, I she's think. horrified. She's like, that is... You know, that's full-on pedophilia. And I was like... Dude, if you were a freshman when I was in high school and you dated a senior, you're badass. You're yeah, cool. Totally. What do you mean, if you were a girl? Yeah. 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 You were going to the prom. My, my, You'd go to the prom, way I remembered right? was all of the the hottest freshman girls, they're not going to go for ninth graders. They're not going to go... They're going to go 11th and 12th graders. Yeah. Right. And the 100%. 11th and 12th graders, guess who they're going for? College dudes. Uh, why, so why are we just talking about girl, um, I had a really good friend who was a guy, and he was a freshman when he was dating a senior. I did, actually, I had a boyfriend that was younger than me. He was, he, was, <laughs> he, he was dating a freshman when he was a senior. No. What? When he was a freshman, he was, he was dating, dating a senior. senior. Oh, he dated... The, that's See, people yeah. in our generation, we think that's badass. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's just horrifying. It's full-on pedophilia but to her. No, yeah. To her, it's just the most inappropriate thing. And I don't know how to tell her that when I was a freshman in college, my girlfriend was a junior in high school. 
But it's like a dirty secret. But I can tell, listen, I can tell, at no the one time, tell his daughter. It wasn't a secret relationship. Her, to your daughter, her, it's going to be. It, it is. But her parents knew. Right. My parents knew. Everybody approved. No, there sure, was you have nothing lots of friends in, like there that, There was too. nothing in culture right. that indicated to you that you were doing something wrong. I mean, think about it. When you're an 18-year-old boy, who wants to date you? You know, if you're not going to consider dating somebody who's not 18 because they're underage... You got to find somebody almost exactly your age because it's really hard to date older than you are at that age when you're 18. Right. You know what I mean? It really puts you to. Oh no, I don't know what you mean, but I can see kind of position. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else is happening. Mm. Oh, I got to knock this off. Obsessively watching the news can make you mentally and physically sick. <laughs> According to a new study. Oh, this isn't the Gen Z thing anymore. No, no. This is a new topic. Moving on. One in six people have a severely problematic news addiction. Would you guys say that I have a severely problematic news addiction? Yes. Well, okay. Would you say Wolf Blitzer has a news addiction? I mean, it's his his job. job. Right. (laughs) Right. It's hard to... You can't really make that judgment on you. Right. But even on the weekends... It's hard to turn it off. I, I feel like you're the type of person that you shut it off. You don't do that. You don't shut your brain off for a while and not look at the news. It's, maybe you are addicted. Are you still doing you puzzles? No, maybe you do. Are you doing puzzles anymore? Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh, okay. Well, at least then you're not <laughs> reading the news. But then you're watching either 2020 or you're watching last week uh, tonight with John Oliver. Get into his car. Right. He has all right. that. Every right wing. <laughs> <laughs> It's Angry. uncomfortable for me. I'm okay. Angry is, listen to me. Joanne is like, why are these men so <laughs> they were, angry? They're all yelling. They're all oh, yelling. and you know what they started doing? It made me feel really, like, sad. <laughs> I was listening to the Patriot Channel on SiriusXM, and they had a news break, and you know what they started doing was getting really professional NPR readers to do this right-wing news. <laughs> like, they say it very calm and like, in today's news, Joe Biden is trying to tear this country. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. In today's news, Joe Biden promotes yet another, another. pedophilia yeah. ring. With but very pedophilia. calm, very like, that was NPR. <laughs> Let's take a break. We've got entertainment news. Join and give us a little preview of what's coming up on our Hollywood report today. Ooh, Olivia Wilde throwing shade at Jason Sudeikis. <gasps> I gotta tell you, as mm-hmm. a fan of Ted Lasso, <laughs> not liking it. Yeah, not liking right. him or her. Not liking her. What All she right. is saying about I'm not Ted liking Lasso. Olivia Wilde either. Same reason. And also, mm-hmm. you're going to throw over Jason Sudeikis for Harry Styles. Right. But a Jason Sudeikis not wear enough skirts for your taste? <laughs> Don't say that in front of your daughter. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh. All right, so uh, Hollywood news coming up. More of the Buzz Adams morning show on the way right after this. I'm Daniel Paulus, and whether you're wrapping up your workday, Start off by telling you Loudwire Nights tonight. Here's what we have on the way starting at 7 o'clock from Loudwire Nights. Get to know the Struts if you don't know them already. You're going to hear the new the story behind their new song. What motivated the Struts to change their sound? Hmm. Uh, 
loved by the critics. The Struts have been around for a decade already and are set to break out in a major way. So you can listen to their highly personable lead singer, Luke Spiller, talk. Oh, my God. Buzz, look up the lead singer. He looks like he could be Freddie Mercury. The lead singer of The Struts? Yes. I think I saw The Struts do a show in Austin one time at South by Southwest. What did I say the guy's name was? Luke? Uh, Luke Miller? Pe- Luke Perry? Jeez. <laughs> oh, rest in peace. Luke Skywalker? Miller. Spiller. Spiller. Mm-hmm. Spiller. Spiller. I said Miller. Spiller. Oh, wow. Dude, right? Yeah. He's got that glam look. Oh, my God. That, he looks just like... He looks just like they insert, they Photoshop Freddie Mercury into a picture with these other guys. Oh yeah, does he sing like him? He sings really good, actually. I follow him on TikTok. All right, so you do know the Struts. <laughs> yeah. All right, find out more about the Struts. Hear their new song, and listen in every weeknight, seven to midnight. It's Loudwire Nights playing all the rock that matters. Loudwire Nights tonight. At 7 on 95.5 KLAQ. Oh, also, I'm having another Blazing Tree Brewery open mic this weekend. Okay. Saturday, anybody who wants to try their hand at stand-up comedy, come on out. Starts at 9. I'm hosting personally. I'll be there. You can sign up with me. I'll guide you through the whole process. Uh, Blazing Tree Brewery, it's on the east side, 11426 Rojas Drive. And uh, it starts at 9, like I said. Now, when you say anybody who wants to try stand-up comedy, you're not required to do stand-up comedy. No, you like, can come and just watch the show. Somebody can just come and hang out and watch right. other people try stand-up Absolutely. comedy. Absolutely. Maybe there's some people that are thinking about it and they want to see kind of like what it's done, how it's done at that level. I totally recommend just wa- if you want to do an open mic, go see one before you go do it. But also, sometimes, sometimes uh, open mics can be so entertaining that they're just fun to go to. Bad comedy can be really entertaining sometimes. <laughs> That's true. How much, does it cost money to just nope, go watch? free. Free to come oh, in, free to watch, free to perform, free not to drink. you got to pay for that. But yeah. All right. Come on down. Let's do it. Hey, Nico, if Buzz were to loan you $100, and of course you have to pay him back, but Megan came in and told you, I'll pay those $100 for you. Just some principle or morals, would you let her? Never mind. Yeah, you would. Knowing you, you would. Never mind. Thank you. Bye-bye. I think he's making a point about the student, student loan, loan forgiveness. Forgiveness. God, I don't. You know, I don't know. Is anybody going to say, "Oh no, no, no"? I took out this loan. I'm not going to accept this from the government. I'm going to pay back every penny. I, nobody is going to say that. First of all, <laughs> yeah. And second of all, these are student loans, guys. These are not loans for Lamborghinis or entertainment. Like, it's for their education. And at any, should we really penalize people for wanting education? No. You would have to acknowledge that not all, but at least some people took out more than they needed. Like they got cleared for a loan that was bigger than what they actually needed to go to school. And they might have bought maybe not a Lamborghini, but they might have bought other things that weren't directly related to uh, education because that does happen. Because you can't you don't get monitored. You can buy a case of beer if you want. Uh, OK, but again, at the same time, this was not for entertainment. This was just for this is mostly for education and for anybody trying to say, oh, well, it's not fair. Uh, you, you've you agreed uh, through your silence to things like bailing out banks. You've agreed uh, to things like uh, subsidizing farmers. You've agreed to things uh, that are considered handouts in any other circle. I, I say do it for people who want to better themselves. I, w- I wonder if anybody got a PP. Uh, what were the, uh, <laughs> PPP. 
the triple P. No, the, not the PP. The lo- just the just the uh, stimulus checks. And took like I'm going to take a stand. I'm against socialism. I'm not, not going to take, take my- this check from the government that I didn't work for. Do you think people did that? I maybe I don't know, but. I just can't believe so many people are like, look at all these freeloaders trying to better themselves. Like, do you really think that all these students who got student loans are just these pieces of trash? No, no, I don't think that. No, I don't think that. The, I don't think all people that are, I don't know, speaking out against. Them, I would I guess, never say anything that, where I go all or never about anything. Uh, no, so I know that definitely there's people who did take out more of the money than they needed to. There's people who abuse the system, I'm sure. But. I also know there's a lot of people who didn't. And for those people, they des- they deserve relief. All right. Tell yes. me if you're interested in this. Sometimes people call the neckline and then they get distracted and they start doing other stuff. And usually what ends up happening is there's no message on the line. But every now and then somebody gets in a, a, a separate conversation, but it's still recording. Do you want to hear a guy trying to, it sounds like he's about at his wit's end, trying to get his Alexa to play something for him. This is from the neckline. Uh, all right. All right. All right. So the guy, this, I just want to play that. It's like he's on hold. Right. He decides, okay, I'm going to put the phone down and check it in a little bit. And then he's, and then it starts recording. My crosses by items. Play what? Play Colossus by Idols. I was going to ask you something by Idols? No, he says play something. Glasses? Alexa, play music by Idols. Play music by Idols? What do you want me to play? Music by Idols. Oh, dude, I'm relating to this guy on Music such a deep what? level. It, how is it my Siri has gotten worse at understanding me after after 15 years? My Siri actually understands me worse than she did in 2007. <laughs> nah, she's I, grown tired. I totally else. relate to this guy. Alexa, play music by Idols. <laughs> he enunciates Idols. Alexa. Televised mind. Televised mind. Alexa, stop. Alexa, stop. Here's a mix for you on Amazon Music. Oh, yeah. When Alexa starts acting like you're the idiot that can't figure it out, I'm just going to play a mix. Alexa, play televised mind. Are we creepy voyeurs for this? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he didn't leave. The, he didn't mean to leave this on the deal. But I, I, I'm and fascinated I though. I was going to delete it, but as I'm listening to it and I'm hearing how he's getting frustrated with his Alexa, I'm relating to it so much that I just had to listen to the whole thing. Alexa, play Colossus by Idols. <laughs> Is there a band called Idols? I had to look it up. Yes, Idols. Do they look pretty cool? Okay. Alexa, what seems to be the problem? <laughs> Can she tell Alexa, you? Alexa, stop. 
Oh my god, I'm Alexa, already getting frustrated. Stop. Alexa, stop. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I love it. Stop, bad girl. <laughs> yeah. I get on my Siri. Siri, no. I'm sorry. You're not sorry, Siri. Why do I have to say call Nyko? Why, who, who, why would anybody's name be pronounced Nyko? And then you have it in the British one? Maybe you have to talk in a British accent. Do I have it in a British one? I think you no, do. No, I think I just have it call in American. Call me Nico. Call Nyko. Yeah. No, but calling Louis Aguilar. That's another thing. Siri's always been racist against Hispanic <laughs> names. Alexa. Alexa. Play Fontaine's DC. Dude, just get your phone by now. He's determined. Alexa, stop. <laughs> <laughs> stop it, Alexa. Let me know when you're tired because this goes on. <laughs> this is great. Alexa. Play Fontaine's DC. Alexa. Play Televised Mind. You feeling bad for him yet? Oh, God. <laughs> this poor man has spent four minutes trying to get Alexa to work, and he forgot. And I get televised mind. Hey, find televised mind. Now I want to know what that it's is. It's from Fontaine's DC. What's that? A band. A good one? The song is Televised Mind. And you're familiar with this? No, I looked it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> when he said it. Is he crying already? <laughs> I don't know if he's crying. <laughs> this man is determined. I hope Alexa eventually played what he wanted. Oh, my God. It sounds like he's... So at some point, he called the neckline to leave a message, and I don't know if he thought that it didn't pick up or if he forgot about it or if he... I don't know exactly what happened. Is he crying? I don't know. Now maybe... telling Alexa why he's upset. Alexa, volume 10. Alexa, volume 8. <laughs> <laughs> Six minutes. Yeah. Look at that. Six minutes to get Alexa to play oh, Televised Mind. But it was worth it. By Fontaine's <laughs> Alexa, DC. Alexa, no. <laughs> right. You, you talk, like, Bad, I, like, Alexa. like you talk to your dog. Yeah. Alexa, no. <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> Time for Entertainment Hollywood News. Here's Joanna Barba with a look at what's happening in the world of entertainment. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Jake Gyllenhaal has shared the first look at the upcoming remake of cult classic action flick Roadhouse, sharing a behind-the-scenes image from the first day of filming on the official on his official Instagram account. The actor looks ready to recite the three rules of cooling. One, uh, be nice. Uh, three is be nice. One, expect the unexpected. Two, Buzz, any ideas? I just remember be nice. Take it outside. But be nice. And three, 
be nice. <laughs> Until it's time to not be nice. Oh, the Roadhouse remake will take major inspiration from the treasured original while making a few changes along the way. Jake Gyllenhaal will star as Dalton, who this time is a former UFC fighter and takes a job as a bouncer at a bar in the Florida Keys. Much like his 80s predecessor, Dalton soon discovers that not everything is what it seems in this tropical paradise. The Roadhouse remake finds Jake Gyllenhaal leading a cast that includes UFC champion Conor McGregor in his acting debut. The Roadhouse remake does not yet have a release date, but it will debut on Amazon uh, Prime. And so, the original movie, they're either in Kansas or Missouri. Okay. Um, judged by the plates on the car, I'd say they're in Missouri, but maybe the Kansas City part of Missouri. And you're saying the reboot is going to be in Florida. In the Florida Keys. I wish they'd have made it in Texas. You know why? Why? So it could have been Texas Roadhouse. Nice. <laughs> and everybody would have been falling on peanuts everywhere. <laughs> Batgirl won't be flying onto HBO Max screens, but a select group of insiders is getting to see the film during secret screenings on the Warner Brothers lot this week. They are said to be for people who worked on the movie, both cast and crew, as well as representatives and executives. One source described them as funeral screenings held before the film is sent off to an undisclosed afterlife. However, the filmmakers, Aldi, El Arby, and Bilal Falah, said that they do not personally have access to any footage, and the studio may either lock the footage away permanently or even destroy the footage to prove that to the IRS that they will not profit from it in the future. I want you to think of the worst movie you ever saw, mm -hmm. or think of the worst 10 movies you ever saw. Okay. No matter how bad those were, what DC's claiming is that this movie was worse. So bad that they got to make sure that nobody ever sees it. Uh, like I they could have done without a Human Centipede 2. <laughs> that somebody out there was like, well, but let's Human do Centipede, a sequel to this. Human Centipede 2, they probably made for under $100,000. Good point. Yeah. This they spent $90, 90 million, million down the drain on this. Right. Right. I didn't think Spencer was very good, and that was nominated for a lot of awards. About Diane, Princess Diana and Kristen uh, Stewart. Was that the one with Kristen Stewart? It was... One of the worst. Movies. They saw watch. what they saw what cats looked like before they started showing in theaters, <laughs> and they showed it anyway. Now there's one that cost like hundred. That, that's that a good one example. Was like a star-studded cat. Yeah, probably Look, cost millions. Yeah. You could tell they didn't even have all the CGI done. You could tell yeah. that there were places where CGI was. I guess I watched cats. Yeah. I had to see what all the hubbub was about. <laughs> you could tell it was not a finished product, and they put that out there anyway. Right. So, what's a big deal? They're cool with million. cats, but not cat woman. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we should maybe we should focus our efforts on making better cats movies. Apparently yeah, in thank Hollywood, because this exactly. is a disgrace. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it, really, it's made me. This is the the DC movie that I'm most interested in seeing. Is the one that DC God, it really decided. Is not good enough to put I mean, out. is this a whole a PR stunt by them? Are they going to fire it? Are, are, I'm, right? I'm going to go see it now if they release it I want in, the, in a couple weeks. I want the Snyder Cut. I want to see how bad it is. Well, Jason Sudeikis is such a sweetheart on Ted Lasso, right? Well, Olivia Wilde would like you to know that he's not like that in real life. In a new interview with Variety, she says that it was nasty and vicious of him to have her served with custody papers while she was on stage promoting her movie. But she says, quote, 
Sadly, it was not something that was entirely surprising to me. I mean, there's a reason I left the relationship. All right, so she's implying that Jason Sudeikis is not the nice guy that you see on Ted Lasso. But I would like to point out, I believe uh, I've been served before. Mm -hmm. I don't think the person... The the other uh, claimant, you know, whoever's, mm-hmm. I, they don't decide where you're going to get they served. They don't say like, hey, she's going to be I on stage. I want you to show up on stage and serve the papers on stage. He may not have had anything to do with that. For the record, Jason has said that he had no idea where or when those papers would be served to Olivia. But and they will, she like, buy it. you know where they catch you a lot of times? At work. They know work. you're at work, so they'll show up at the also, front and ask to see well, you. And as soon as you show up, they, ha- they purpose, hand right? you the paper. Yeah, in a public place. So Once you can't they've move handed you the paper, right. they're served. Yeah. They're done. And also, so she's at, I think it was some film festival she was at. Where was security? Because that person just went up on stage to give her right. these Right, and it was just documents. a few weeks after Will Smith got got slapped yes, and Dave exactly. Chappelle got yeah, attacked on stage. That all happened before the Olivia Wilde thing. Yeah, there exactly. had to be some pre-planning into this. You could just walk up and hand Olivia Wilde. How was nobody a, on hand to be like, hey, you can't get on the stage. We well, have a presenter. I mean, it wasn't the Academy Awards. It was... But you, but you, you can get away with that. that. It did wonder. <laughs> exactly. How did that person get there? But I don't think Jason Sudeikis said, oh, by the no. way, I have a request. Could you do this in the most humiliating way possible while she's giving a speech on stage in front of all of her peers? I don't believe Jason Sudeikis, a.k.a. Ted Lasso. Well, he is the one saying that he didn't know when or where. But now she's saying that the only people who are suffering from that are her kids. Yeah, her kids. Because they'll have to see that. And they shouldn't have to know how that happened. Mm -hmm. But if he didn't do it on purpose, then they'll move on. I left him for a reason. Oh, right. Yeah, so you could hook up with Harry Styles. You can hook up with the lead in your new movie. Yeah, I I didn't even realize that 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 was being made. There were a bunch of articles about that movie this weekend. Don't worry, worry, darling. Don't worry, darling. There's a lot of press about that this weekend. That movie looks trippy. That's probably coming out Mm -hmm. soon, though. (laughs) Yep. And finally, from one celebrity divorce to another, yesterday we found out that Sylvester Stallone got a tattoo of his wife, Jennifer Flavin, replaced with a tattoo of his dog, Buttkiss. (laughs) At the time, his rep denied that there was trouble in the marriage and offered a lame excuse about how the tattoo was messed up and couldn't be fixed, so they just had to replace it. And we kind of let him get away with that, but we shouldn't have, because the truth is, Sly and Jennifer are getting divorced after 25 years of marriage. She filed last Friday, and in her papers, she accuses Sylvester of hiding and transferring marital assets to screw her over. Well, he says that he wanted to get another, another dog, pit, and, she uh-huh. got, and she didn't want to get another dog. I think it was a Rottweiler. A Rottweiler, yes. They just sold their house, remember, to Adele. Ooh. Yeah, Sylvester Stallone. I remember that because he had this crazy big mansion so that had all 20, the Rocky stuff. Twenty-five so, years ago, when mm-hmm. they when they got together, this was a very there were, the age difference was noted in the what's in the, the age? She was like nineteen, and he was like forty. She, she, she no, <laughs> he was like sixty. And no. Oh yeah, he, Sylvester Stallone's almost eighty years old, man. No, he's not. Yes, 70, he is. He's seventy-six. Yeah, he's seventy-six years old. Okay, when he twenty-five married- year. Oh no, that's okay. their marriage. She was nineteen. I don't know how old he was. It is fifties. Yeah, it would be like <gasps> you know somebody in their fifties. Me. It would be, so <gasps> the, the age gross. Can you imagine if my daughter heard about that? <laughs> oh, 
I know. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't let her know. <laughs> well, they're getting divorced. Do you want to hear? They've been married twenty-five years. Older so than that, she was. She that, was when she started the relationship with them. So that means she's forty-four. She's been married twenty-five years, and yeah. she's still forty-four. Yeah. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Butt kiss, by the no, way. No, she's fifty four. Was the dog in the in the Rocky movie? She's fifty four. Yeah. Okay, so what's what's fifty four minus twenty five? God, why can't we do the math 29. here? <laughs> she was twenty nine. Okay, she wasn't nineteen. She was oh. twenty nine. But still, he was like sixty uh, when they got married. Fifty one. Yeah, like I said, like <laughs> sixty. Why can't we get the math right? And we're not math people. This is not a math show. Yeah, don't come to this show for math. Anyway, got- if you would like to see his Rottweiler, you can check out an article I wrote where he got some boots made by our very own Rocket Buster boots over at KLQ.com. Cool. All so right. where did he get the tattoo? Was it on his butt? The, of his wife? It was on his butt? Well, is it? The oh, dog's I name? Know. I don't know. The dog's name is Buttkiss. No, no. The Buttkiss <laughs> was the dog from Rocky. Yeah, no, I know, but I, I don't know if that was why he wanted to replace it on the area. <laughs> well, it was probably named after Dick Buttkiss, so that there's two body parts you could go with right there. <laughs> there. And now, Sylvester Stallone and his soon-to-be ex-wife settle their divorce. I want the house. Well, yeah, I want the house. Huh? Well, I want the cars. Well, I want the house. You want the what? The bed. I want the you want the pet giraffe? We don't have a giraffe. No, I want the boys. You know. You want the Dead Sea Scrolls? We don't have that, Sly. No, I want the Rocky memorabilia. Oh, you want the Rocky memorabilia? Yeah. Nope, I'm taking that too. <laughs> More from Sylvester Stallone and his soon-to-be ex-wife's divorce settlement proceedings coming up. Buzz Adams and. going to have a look at the good news, bad news of the week coming up before we have to wrap things up for today. Tomorrow, Greg Wilson will join us. Greg Wilson is at the comic strip starting tonight. And Greg is one of the funniest, most dynamic stage (laughs) comics you'll ever see. In the entire country. In the entire entire world. Pre-kend. Pre-kend night tonight. Pre-kend. It's the freaking pre-kend. A little laugh on and get ready for Friday. Joining anything from the uh-huh. app chat. I know people send messages throughout the show, and I haven't, I haven't heard any of them today. Uh-huh. Well, Eli says our friend who called in yelling at his Alexa says the dude talking to Alexa was hitting a bong. You can hear it bubbling. That's why he was coughing. <laughs> uh, Iggy Samaniego says the frustrated Alexa guy was getting high. Oh, I just you saw Iggy's message, You can hear him cough, then you can hear the gurgling. Wait a minute. So... This was on the neckline, and I played a call of somebody who doesn't know that the neckline's recording them, and they're arguing with Alexa. I My hearing must be shot, because I didn't hear. I heard the coughing, but I didn't hear a bong. Alexa, play Fontaine, D.C. Alexa, play Televised Mind. Lighter. Wait, that's... <gasps> wait, that was a lighter. Where, that was a lighter. And there's a bubbling. Wait, wait, wait. wait, <laughs> wait, wait. Replay it. Nah, replay wait it. a second. Maybe you're just... No talking. Here. Everybody. Alexa, 
Yeah. There it is. This dude just wanted to, you know, smoke. Smoke and listen to some televised mind. Televised mind by Fontaine's DC. He needed some mood music. I just wanted to relax, man, you know? Alexa, stop stop harshing my buzz. Listen. Hold it. Hold it. <laughs> Boy, he held it in a long time. It was actually pretty impressive. It's time for Good News, Bad News. This is a segment that we do periodically looking at uh, news items, uh, current events. Look at it from a couple of different angles, the positive and negative. Because as we know, uh, every dark cloud has a silver lining. Mm-hmm. Every get- glass has can be either half, half full, full or, or half, half empty. empty. That's right. <laughs> uh, so let's get started with the good news, bad news of the week. Uh, good news, I guess. Former President George W. Bush is teaching an online master class on authentic leadership. Right? Really? Yep. <laughs> okay. The bad news, the class will actually be taught by Dick Cheney and Donald <laughs> <laughs> Good news. Good news. I'm a Brendan Fraser fan. All right. Ever yeah. since uh, oh, Encino yeah. Man, fan mm-hmm. of Brendan Love Fraser. It. The good news, Brendan Fraser plays a 600-pound man in his next movie. Really? He does, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Bad news. Yeah, this uh, movie is based on a true story. It's the true story of Brendan Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> Bad news. Oh. Uh, so, this is being covered like every hour on Fox News right now, but uh, Joe, President Joe Biden is uh, courting some controversy. The cost of a special security fence around his Delaware beach house has ballooned to nearly half a million dollars. <sighs> Ooh, right, that's so, not good. Bad news. Good news, though. Good news. Do the math. It's a small price to pay if it keeps Hunter out. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe in. <laughs> Joe in. You, you don't want to. You want him longer you enough. You don't want one of these el- elder walkaway yeah. situations, do you? Yeah. You found four miles down the beach. <laughs> I'm waiting for a silver alert. <laughs> uh, one other story here on the good news, bad news of the week. Good news. Uh, ben Affleck and J-Lo got married again uh-huh. at Ben's lavish estate in Georgia over the weekend. And Ben showed his classic sense of style by wearing a black tuxedo. Oh, good for him. Bad news. J-Lo showed off her great sense of humor by wearing a white wig. <laughs> <laughs> 
And, oh, uh, man. That's your good news, bad news of the week. Danny J. Lo's wedding is over. Finally. Can we all move on? And... Or is it? What? That's right. Ben and J. Lo got married in Vegas, then Georgia, and now they're getting married again. Wait, what? Why? Because they're in love, silly. And uh. that's not all. This time they're getting married in space. Yes, who will be the guest to Ben and J. Lo's space wedding? Will Matt Damon be there in space? Will J. Lo wear her wedding dress underneath her spacesuit or over it? How long will it take for the caterers to get to space? You'll just have to find out on our round-the-clock coverage of Ben and J. Lo's space wedding. I don't care. Yes, you do. Admit it. You protest, yet you can't get enough of Ben and J. Lo. Yeah. You can't get enough of their love. That's Admit true. it now. <sighs> You're right. I love them. Ben and J. Lo's space wedding. Don't miss it. You know what I think? I think you talk too much. Blah, 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 blah. Hey, man, we're done talking. Now get ready to rock with 95.5 KLAQ. Presents the 16th 